0: My name's Angelo, and welcome to We Want Picks. This is the only channel dedicated to UFC fight picks and DraftKings lineups run by MMA insiders and professional fighters. Every week, I join Dan Kramer and Nick Newell, two longtime professional fighters that have fought at the highest levels on the planet, as well as Jacob Lines, a skinny kid from Indiana. So join us every single week for our full fight card breakdowns, our individual fight card breakdowns, our betting guide, and our DraftKings lineups. We are a day late. This card had all sorts of issues. Donald Cerrone lost an opponent. We lost the main event. This card's all over the place, but they pieced it back together. So we are one day behind on everything because we have to wait for DraftKings and Monkey Knife Fight. But luckily, we've got this unlock and we are ready to break down UFC Vegas 26 for you. And first up, we have Mike Trezano versus Ludovic Klein, in a pretty interesting fight. So Mike Trezano won the Ultimate Fighter. I imagine nobody watched that season, but he did win the Ultimate Fighter. And Ludovic Klein is a phenomenal striker and happens to be the most expensive person in DraftKings, Dan what are your thoughts on this fight? You were on the ultimate fighter. You didn't win, but you were on Oh, I was just gonna say all these guys on oh, wow. the Ultimate
1: Fighter, they're just not that good. And <laughs> they never amount to much. Um stole my thunder there. No, yeah. Um Yeah, it wasn't the Ultimate Fighter. That was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, no, it was fun. It was a good I mean, it was a weird experience, right? You're locked in a house for two months, but we made the best of it, uh made some friends, got some great training, trained with Rampage Jackson. So that kind of started my career off. Um, anyways, Mike trazano eight and one, uh, a plus two hundred five underdog. So this is going to be an interesting fight. You know, as Angelo said, he was three and zero in the Ultimate Fighter. He won the season. He's been one and one, he's one and one in the UFC since then. But he hasn't fought in two years. Multiple knee surgeries, which is Always a little scary. Um, in his last fight, he lost to Grant Dawson via rear naked choke, which is you know not a bad loss in a resume. Grant Grant Dawson's pretty tough. Um, and he beat uh, Luis Pena before that in uh, split decision, which is a pretty legit win. So um, he's definitely had two tough fights in his in his first and second UFC fights. Um, you know he's a Tiger Shulman's guy. It looks like he did some training at Factory X, but He's definitely a good striker. He's got kind of that karate style. Tiger Shulman's background, uh, very good jab. Um, he definitely obviously had trouble with the takedowns from Dawson. Um, looked okay defending early, but eventually just got worn down and beat up and, and submitted in the second. Um, and then we go to Lidvit Klein. So he's one on the UFC eight fight win streak. Last loss was 2017. So this guy has been on a tear. Um, he beat Shane Young from City Kickboxing's last fight with a first-round head kick KO. Pretty damn impressive win, especially the way he did it. Um, he's a southpaw. He, he keeps his hand. He's got that high guard, not like Nick Diaz style, but almost just a little bit more. Uh, I don't know, not as stockton slap stylish. Um, but he he keeps a high guard. Good boxing. Good jab. Straight left hand. Um, And he's got this great front kick that he can turn over into a head kick. Very powerful. Um, I mean, his last three fights were all head kick KOs. So uh, if that doesn't tell you what he's going to try to do when he goes out there, uh, I don't know what does. He wants to kick your head off. So, um, I mean, I I think, I mean, so the other thing is on him. I broke down two fights ago against Sajuski, a guy he fought. so Juski was wrestling from the start. Klein got taken down, but really defended it well, scrambled up, got up a few times. He eventually got taken down, but he definitely made Juski work for it. So it does look like he has some solid takedown defense and scrambling ability. Um, and then three fights, you know, two, a fight before that, he just dominated the striking, more head kicks, knocked the guy out. Um, so all in all, this is gonna be an interesting one because it's a striker against a striker. One guy's got the karate background, the Tiger Shulman's background, which I don't care who you are, that's a tough style to deal with. Those guys are very good about keeping their space. They're very good strikers technically. Um, so it could get interesting. Uh, I'm gonna take Klein, uh, you know, he's been more active. He's got He's more powerful. Uh, Trezano's coming off a couple of knee surgeries. I don't think I'm gonna to touch this in DraftKings though. For ninety four hundred bucks, something just feels like this could be a more competitive fight than we think, given the, the both of them being strikers. Um so I'm gonna stay away from this for DraftKings, but um I think uh I'm gonna take Klein and it definitely could get interesting. Um if Klein doesn't Klein may need to wrestle a little bit in this fight. Like if he doesn't have that in his back pocket. This just could be a more interesting fight than people think.
0: You think because you think Mike Trezano's the better striker, so Klein. No, may I have don't think he's stressing.
1: the better striker. I just think he's not capable. Plus two fifteen, Uh striker versus striker. I don't think it's a. I don't. Know he's capable.
2: He's capable.
0: I. So it's it's funny. Like I um, I definitely think it's a little closer than than the money said. I think the odds are correct. Two to one underdog. Two to one favorite. A dude's coming off three head kick knockouts in a row, not three knockouts in a row, three head kick knockouts in a row. Mike Trezano hasn't fought in two years. He hasn't fought the same caliber of, of, uh, of person has half the experience. So I actually think the odds are, are pretty dead on. Um, I think
1: they're on given like all those things you said, yeah. for sure. That's what makes the but odds. ability for, but ability ability, I would say if these guys close. were, both at their best, right? Like, let's assume Trezano has no lingering issues from his injury. He has no ring rust. Both of these guys at their best, striker versus striker. I don't think it's – I mean, I think uh Klein would win still, but I just think it's a closer striking match than people uh, sure. might anticipate.
0: It could be. Listen, I, I have Klein in my lineup. I did not want to spend $9,400. That is a lot of money, but I, I just think – this card is tight, man. Like almost every single one of these fights is a pick 'em, And this is one of the few fights where I'm very confident in who's going to win. So if that's the money I have to spend, then that's, that's what I'll spend. Uh, Cause the way I see this, I, the, the striker versus striker, as you said, I think Ludovic Klein is the better striker with actual stoppage power. Um, Mike Trizano's a well-rounded guy. I don't think he has the same power as Ludovic Klein, but to me, the biggest thing is the layoff and we've seen people do long layoffs and everybody will say dominant Cruz, but that's like the anomaly, a two-year layoff with those severe of injuries. It affects everybody differently. I think those long layoffs affect strikers more than anybody because a grappler, you wrestle your entire life. You take two years off, you get back to it. You could always lean on that grappling. Like it's, it's in your bones, the striking, the in and out movement, the timing, like that, even if you've done it your whole life, you take two years off and you slowly get back into it getting that timing back is, is not
1: timing stuff.
0: It's not as easy as like getting your timing back with wrestling. It just, isn't, you could take a, a bad shot and get through it and finish it. If you have bad setups and, and poor timing, it's not going to go well for you. So I think the layoff plus the level of competition, I, I just, I spent the 9,400 bucks. I didn't want to spend that much, but it is a very tight card. Um, and before I go to you, Jacob, Uh, The monkey knife fight line, this is an interesting line because this is basically saying they think Ludovic Klein will either complete one-sided decision or stop Mike Trezano. So if I have to pick this line, I think I'm going to go over on Mike Trezano and under on Ludovic Klein. Um, I might go over, over, but I doubt it. I think I'll go over on Mike Trezano because he's not a bum and he will be in this fight for a little bit. Uh, and I'll go under on Ludovic Klein. And if you are looking to play that same line, use the link in the picture and use the promo code WWP and they will instantly match up to $100. You deposit $100, you will have two hundred five 5 seconds later to play this line and then triple your money when you win. Jacob, who do you have winning this fight and what do you think of that monkey knife fight line?
2: you guys mentioned the uh the, the knee injuries we also have to remember that he was scheduled to fight in february and hurt his ankle and hurt his ankle i, I watched interview where he talked about it. he said he hurt it bad like bad bad and that was just february i mean that wasn't that far away he basically said like if i didn't have an ankle wrap on my ankle it felt like my ankle was going to be detached i mean that's how that's how bad he hurt his ankle just in february so you mentioned all the time missed he also missed time just a few months ago um you know so and i agree this is a striker versus striker when i see when i look at klein uh, the way he uses those head kicks, it, it kind of reminds me of. First, it reminded me of Cowboy. I was kind of a combo with the head kick, but the way he's patient and how methodical he is with his strikes, he reminds me of Robert Whittaker. The way it's just like a one-two, and then that quick, real, real quick head kick following everything. Um, and I love the way he uses it. So I agree with you, uh, Angelo. I think he's a much better striker, and I agree with this card. This card is a mess, and you got to take the ones where you know that they're you know you have a very good shot of of winning. So he's also in my lineup at ninety four hundred dollars. Um, you know, I, I just feel like that's the that's a safe play on this card um, and the monkey knife fight. Uh, I think this could be uh, one of those more and more. I think I think Klein, I could see Klein uh outstriking him two to one with them both going over uh, over right there for the more. So I, I would take more on both these, I believe.
1: Yeah, you and guys think- may end up. I mean, the ninety four in a box may end up being worth it. Like, I think he's going to win the fight. I think it's going to be a total strike match. So he probably will justify the 9400 bucks. Um
2: and the crazy part too is client he's tw- he's 17 and 2 he's 26 years old, man. It's you know, crazy. really. Yeah. yeah, he's I mean talent. I
1: yeah. think I think honestly both guys might get a b- bunch of points on this one um if Tre- Trezano doesn't get sparked with a head kick but um I'm still kind of playing around my lineup as I go but 9400 bucks I think I'm going to stay away from.
0: This was one of the and you're going to hear this if you're watching this entire video. You're going to hear it say it a few times. The card is real tricky, and you guys let us know that in the comments that you're looking forward to this video because it is a tricky card, and the lineups are tricky too because I did some maneuvering because there's some people I knew I wanted, and $9,400 ate up a good chunk of that of that, uh, of that that budget. Next up at UFC Vegas 26, we have Tefan Chukwi versus Jung Young Park in Striker versus Grappler in Giant Scary Strikler. Versus incredibly tall, competent grappler. This is tricky. This is really tricky. Jacob, I'll let you go first. We had a sidebar conversation. We uh, we went back and forth on this one. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, this is uh, this is a terrifying fight for Park. I mean, this guy is just a monster, came down from, I think he used to fight at heavyweight all the time, came all the way down to middleweight. And he's talked about, um, obviously you look at him You immediately think he's, I um, mean, he's coming down that much. And with that much muscle mass, you got to think cardio issues. And he admitted early on with that weight cut that he does have, car- that he did have cardio issues because he didn't do the weight cut the right way. He hired a, a professional nutritionist. He did the right way. In his last fight, he won a, uh, a decision, a three round decision and look, look good, good doing it. So he, he can go the distance. So that's not a, that's not a huge concern but it could be in this fight. Cause I think that park uses his grappling and takes advantage of his grappling. And I think at $7,700, I think there's great value in park. We have to remember that this guy has the UFC record for ground strikes in a fight at like almost 300 ground strikes, the UFC record, not a middleweight record, the, the UFC record. Um, so he's, he's going to come out. He's going to grapple. He could still get caught. He also has, if, if, if uh, Tefon can st- stuff some takedowns, Park does have sneaky power, and he does have some good counters, so he can strike. But I think he comes out, he uses grappling uh, and controls this fight. So um, I, th- I think he wins, and I think there could be g- some good value there at 7700 dollars. He's not my lineup right now, but if, if something happens with with this card, we've already had you know a bunch of wild stuff happen already. So he could find his way into my lineup, and I, I like that plus. I think I like that plus one forty. He might, he might even make it into one of my uh, parlays with a plus 140. I feel good
0: about it. It this this is a tricky one. And and Jacob and I, we went back and forth on this the other day, uh talking about it. It, it is tricky. Usually when there's striker versus grappler, I tend to, especially striker that isn't also competent in grappling. I, I would not say Tefan Chukwi is, you know, can't grapple, but you know, it's it's not, it's uh, it's definitely not in his back pocket so and do you know you, Andrew,
2: just real just real quick before I before i forget his la- i think he said his last fight they asked him what he weighed in on fight day from from one eighty five he said of, on fight day he weighed two hundred and twenty five pounds
0: yeah he, he's a massive human being and honestly
2: forty pounds he said he put on forty pounds his cardio issues uh, thats are
1: honestly not- i don't even think that's possible just... think that's what he said either. not not, he said.
0: not nowadays without an i v um <laughs> i i don't think uh um what the hell was I just going to say? Oh, uh, he, his cardio, he, I wouldn't even say he has cardio issues, honestly. Like, somebody who looks like that, you would assume would gas inside of two minutes, like when we get to the Phil Haas fight. That is not what happens with Tefan. T- like, he, his cardio far outlasts, you know, what you what you would assume it will. But anyway, this is a really tricky fight. I normally go grappler in these type situations, but I think Stefan is such a terrifying striker, With so much power and speed and size, I am leaning towards Stefan. He's not in my lineup. If he was a little less money, I'd probably squeeze him in there. He's not in there $8,500 because he very well could just get taken down and smothered. Um, Especially uh, where uh, Jun Young Park is tall, like very tall. So this is a very interesting matchup. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts? What do you think of this line? This is an interesting monkey knife fight line too.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, it's funny because you obviously watched the the last few fights of Jung Young Park where he wrestled the whole time, but the guy is not actually a wrestler. He was a boxer and he just started learning wrestling like in the past couple of years in South Korea and he's been going to it against guys who are good strikers. So you'd imagine he'll probably do the same thing here. So, yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. I think, uh, I think Tafan, you know, he's one and all in the UFC, won his Dana White Contender Series fight. Um, he also beat Jacob, your best friend, William Knight on the regional scene.
2: I didn't want to mention it.
1: One of your uh, <laughs> previous Locks of the Week, I believe, right? He beat him. So, I mean, he beat your Lock of the Week before they were even Lock of the Week. I don't know what that means, but. I'm sure you'll
2: figure out. I don't think William ever made it. I think he, that fight dropped. So I think he was your
0: lock of the week, but he didn't ever, he never fought as your lock of the week.
2: Right. Oh, right. So that counts as a win. Got it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, listen, he's beat some good guys. He is. I mean, you can see right there. He is jacked. He's an explosive striker, power puncher. And Angela, you said it, um, he had really good cardio his last fight. He went three rounds. Like, I was, I kept waiting. I'm like, oh man, it's gonna, he's gonna fade fast here. And he looked pretty good in that third round. Um, he's definitely very fast, especially for his size and build. Uh, super athletic. You know, the way he throws head kicks, I don't know how tall he is. I think he's like five, eight, or he's like very short.
2: suredog dog says they're both six foot, but
1: that's no. sure dog. So, no, he is short.
0: Young is like legit tall, and Chukwe's not.
1: Yeah, he is short and stocky, but he throws a head kick like he must do yoga or something because he throws head kicks up there um, pretty well. So he's definitely athletic. He's also, uh, you know, he's got some really good foot sweeps. He was using that in his last fight. Like I could see that coming into play in this fight against Park. um, If Park is really trying to grapple and gets the clinch, because I don't think he I don't think Park is going to get takedowns that easily. Um, You know, I, I, I thought. Uh, Tafan's takedown defense looked pretty good. Um, he got taken down by Jamie Pickett, but he got up pretty well. He's also got pretty solid dirty boxing in the clinch. So I think there are definitely a lot of things, uh, in Tafan's favor here. Um, you know, I, I think overall striking, he's going to be better. He's, you know, he was 13 and one in Muay Thai prior to going to MMA, so he's got striking experience. Um, Park also I think has some boxing uh, experience as well, but I mean, Park, so like kind of looking at his tape and his his record, he lost Anthony Hernandez three fights ago, and then he won his last two straight. And that's what you were saying, Angelo, where he started wrestling. So I think after that Hernandez fight, he basically went and became obsessed with wrestling and used it to win his last two fights. Um, the last fight against John Phillips, You know, both fights where he uses wrestling, it was against powerful strikers. So you would think in this fight he's probably going to have the same game plan. Um, I just don't think he's going to get it that easily. So I'm going to take Tafan and a close one. Um, I I think Park will try to go for takedowns. I don't think I'll get him that easily. If he does, it could be trouble for Park or for uh, Tafan, because we saw you said where he broke the record for strikes. When Park does get on top, he's he's pretty busy. good. But, but I think the guys he was fighting against in the last fights, like I don't think they have the athleticism and the ability to stand up uh, or the takedown defense that Tefan has. So uh, I'm going to take him. And I think, I don't know if he'll get a knockout, but I think he'll probably win uh, a three-round decision, score a bunch of uh, points in the clinch, land some shots, defend takedowns, might be a little ugly. Um, but I'm going to take him. For the eighty-five hundred bucks, I think right now.
0: Yeah, and the over/under,
1: I'm going. Oh, geez, that's a tough. More or less, um, it's a
0: tough. These are. It's like I'm going under
1: on Tefan. I'm going under under. Yeah, it's
2: less 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 less. less.
0: So I, uh, it's almost like they're onto us, man. These lines are getting tighter and tighter and better and better. And I think uh, I would also go under on Tefan because.
2: Under all, Uh, maybe it's better, right? uh, It's less.
0: Okay. Anyway, I would either, I'm going to go less on Tafan because one of two things happened. He's either one of three things defending takedowns, therefore not striking, knocked him out, therefore less than 63, or gets taken down, therefore not striking. So I'm going with the less on Tafan and I'm going to go with the more on Junyoung Park because I think he'll survive a little bit. So he should get 40 strikes off before he gets starched. Um, meaning like he, he won't get starched. And if he does get a takedown, as Jacob mentioned, ridiculously active. So he'll blow, even with one takedown for a couple of minutes, he'll blow past that 39 and a half. So I'm going to go less to fun, more more uh, park. And if you want to follow me there and triple your money, hit up the link below at playmkfcom slash. We want picks. And use promo code WWP on your first deposit to instantly match up to one hundred dollars. Play that on this line. These lines move as people come in, as they play, as money comes in. The lines move, so get it early. Um, I like this line with the. Uh, yeah, that's pro- you're probably money.
1: right. Actually, the more I look at it, it's probably less more.
0: I just you know you just when you when we break down these lines, you just got to think how is this fight gonna go and. You know, this is one of the, no, no matter what happens, I think Tafan is less, right? Because if it stays a striker versus striker, Jun Young's going to get knocked out. So he's going to grapple and he either gets his way, which limits the striking, or doesn't get his way and he gets knocked out. So then Jun Young is the one who's line He could get knocked out in a minute. And Park's,
1: boxing, Park's boxing is not bad at all.
0: I know, but That's to your point-
2: He's got he's, sneaky power. Good His counters. fight IQ,
0: his fight IQ is solid, and he's recognized. I need to grapple some of Don't these. Don't be surprised if Park crackers. hits him
2: with the counter and clips him. All
0: right, well, that would surprise me. But anyway, that's my play here. Hit this line if you like it before it moves. Um, but this will be another interesting fight. This entire card is interesting fights. Next up at UFC Vegas 26, we have Christian Aguilera versus Carlston Harris. Carlson has no body, but a ton of wrestling and grappling experience. Jacob, you put together these graphics. First, explain to us why you didn't spend the extra four and a half minutes to find a complete full body picture of Carlson, and then let us know who you think wins this fight.
2: Hey, man, he's got no body. He's got a ton of heart. This guy's got a ton of heart. Oh, my I'll God. I tell you that. You and we, did and that we know just to set up that line. And we, and we know. <laughs> If I if, that's pretty sad if I picked that graphic just to set that line because that line was not very good, it felt but very we, forced. So, second of all, we all know that the best wrestling in, in the world is Arkansas, Arkansas wrestling, is the best wrestling in the world. There's no okay. doubt about that. Number two is Guyana, Guyana wrestling. This guy is a wrestler and he's going to dominate this fight with his wrestling. I will tell you, with Christian Aguilera. I did get sidetracked. I, I fell into the trap of I put in YouTube Christian Aguilera. All that came up was Christina Aguilera videos. I watched Christina Aguilera videos for an hour and a half. I could not stop. She she, she was my girl growing up. Not Britney Spears. Christina Aguilera was my girl. If you if you agree with me in the comments, let me know. Um, he did survive off his back. Uh, he was in a fight on his back. He survived. So I can see him survive in this fight, and I can see Harris really, really. Um, it on pretty good on him, uh, with it with the Guyana wrestling. So, um, for some reason, I'm, I'm sorry, after, after talking about this, uh, Harris is not in my lineup, but I think we're going to try and find a way for him to be in my lineup because, uh, he's, uh, that dominant with the Guyana wrestling. So uh, I would pick Harris to win this fight at $8,600. I think you can get a lot of points, um, uh, with Harris. So.
0: Yeah. So I have Harris in my lineup. Um, I, I just, the wrestling is just too dominant. The grappling is too dominant. And Christian Aguilera, if you watch him fight, he is a brawler. And first of all, let me back up. Yesterday, you and I literally argued because you were saying Christian Aguilera would win. So now no, to be no, on here you, while recording. You're
2: like, I don't know where you're coming. I'm the one that started this podcast by saying you said Aguilera would win. I would never pick against Harris. There's no way. I have it in my thing right here. I'm looking at it. No okay. No way.
0: Anyway, you, you the, got, the only, you only thing got I have in my notes for Aguilera and lost the, only your thing,
2: mind. the only thing I have in my notes for Aguilera was good value question mark because maybe he could survive. He's a brawler, you know who knows. But there's no way I would pick this guy. Christina, yes. Christian, <laughs> no.
0: Either way, um, brawler is the perfect word. That's exactly Christian Aguilera's fighting style. He is a brawler. Like bite down in his mouthpiece, try to make something happen just ready and willing to fight anybody anywhere type fight style that doesn't bode well against grapplers. That style works well against other brawlers. That style works well against technical strikers. And Dan has talked about that in the past when we've asked, you know, what's the hardest, what's the hardest style to train for. And it's those wild brawlers. They don't do anything that you expect them to do. Um, But that doesn't matter here because Carlson Harris is such a good grappler. I can't imagine there's going to be a lot of standing, you know, a lot of standing room for the brawl for Christian to make it ugly and dirty and and you know a nasty fight. I think Carlson's just going to take him down, beat him up, potentially get a submission finish. Uh, I have him in my lineup, eighty six hundred dollars. I was perfectly fine spending that money. And if I look at the Monkey Knife Fight line, this is another good line. Uh, I'm going to go over on Christian because 22 and a half is is not a lot of strikes it's more okay 22 and a half is not a lot of strikes so I am gonna go more on Christian because he is a brawler so I think he's just gonna throw 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 and even when Carlston shoots if you you know if you if you watch fights there's two different ways to defend takedowns one is you defend the takedown. Right. You're no longer in a fight. You are defending a takedown. You're wrestling. You're pushing on the head. You're getting your hips back. You're working your arms in. The other is just hit him, hit him, hit him and, and hope it loosens up or something to that effect. That's how I see Christian Aguilera defending takedowns, just hitting Carlson, trying to make him let go, I guess. So I'm going more on Christian Aguilera strikes and I'm going to go more on Carlson Harris as well, because I think once he gets it to the ground, he will be busy, um, but that one's tricky. I'm actually I'm not gonna play this line now. I'm waiting to see what direction it moves because I hope it moves pretty significantly on the Carlson side. So I'm more comfortable with him more or less if that if that logic makes any sense because 46 and a half is almost like exactly where I think Carlson will be. So I'm hoping that moves either way. Carlson's my pick. He's in my lineup. Daniel. First of all, what would you think of my um, – there's two ways to defend takedowns. One is – I thought the, the first one
2: made tell you what, perfect sense. Way, I thought the second one was – The way mean, I defend takedowns, I just punch them in the mouth. Right. Well, that's basically what Angelo said in the second but that one. That was so my, but going my, like point, this.
0: my point with that. No, but damn, my point with that was that's not how you do it, but lots of people just do that. They do those pitter patter punches to the side of the head. It does right. nothing. You the don't. The key your word
1: there being defend. Usually that doesn't really defend anything. Usually it does nothing. A couple, yeah. A couple of those off, and then you end up on your back.
0: And that was my point with that. Is I think Christian, instead of defending the takedown, is literally just going to try to touch up Carlson's face. His hips will still get sucked in, and he'll still get taken down. Oh, now okay. you know.
2: Now you know how uh, Angelo is going to defend your takedowns. Well, I'm in glad you match, fall. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> I'm glad you followed up with that. Cause at first I thought you were saying that was one way to
0: No, tack- it was borderline sarcastic. The takedown. I was like, yeah,
1: yeah that's going to be a tough way to defend takedowns against this guy. Um, no, I, 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 see it the same way as you guys. I mean, uh, I think Harris will win and I think he'll wrestle. I'm not going to touch this in drafting just cause I will say Aguilera has got that, you know, that brawler power puncher uh, type style to him. And he could end the fight. The last time i went against him was with anthony ivy and i was like pretty damn sure ivy was gonna win that fight and aguilera went out and starched him in in a minute so i've already been burnt once by aguilera um you know i i don't like this matchup for him i don't think he'll win it but i'm not gonna take harris for the 8600 bucks i'm gonna spend my money elsewhere um i I think harris should win pretty easily honestly yeah at, at those odds too
0: uh, that this is definitely check out our betting breakdown because this is definitely those are solid betting odds. Minus 145. That's that's solid.
1: Wow. I missed my chance. Jeez, I have here my note. He was plus one thirty yesterday. Yeah.
0: Oh, so it moved that people wised up very quickly when that was released.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's the timing right there and betting. So yeah, I still think he's worth minus one forty five, too. Uh to be honest, but I don't know. We just don't like we mentioned, power Aguilera has.
0: And we mentioned uh, a few times on this card. This is a tricky, tricky card. A lot of close matchups, a lot of fights that can go either way. This is one of the more, uh, I don't think it's going to go the other way. We're all pretty sure Carlson Harris is going to win. Um, Dan, you're not comfortable spending the money just because Christian is an ugly, dirty fighter who has a ton of power and is not afraid of anything. So could get a knockout, could make something happen. But... Yeah, we, we think Carlson will win, and, and uh, to your point, he's a, I think I'm going to...
2: He's a, he's a mi- minus 160 now, because these graphics were done yesterday. He's a mi- minus 160 now, so it's still yes, moving. That, that line's wow.
0: moving, so we're going to have to... Maybe as soon as we're done filming, I'll <laughs> hit that up before it moves too much. But uh, Carlson's our pick. He's in my lineup. Jacob, I forget if he was in yours, but he's not in dance. Next up at UFC Vegas 26, we have two massive Human beings, giants going at it. We have Maurice Green versus Marcos Rogiero de Lima. Giants. Absolute giants. This is an interesting, significant strike line. Very interesting DraftKings prices. I I was ready before DraftKings released their prices. We're a day late because it took them forever to get those out. Before DraftKings released their prices, I'm like, I want Marcos, you know, Rogiero de Lima in my lineup. Then they release their prices. I'm like, no, nah, 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 not, not, not $9,100. So Dan, what are your thoughts on this?
1: I mean, I, I uh, trains at ATT. Um, so right out of the gates, you know where I'm going with this one, <laughs> but I, I think he's going to walk through Maurice Green, to be honest. Um, you know, Dilema is a guy who was a light heavyweight. I think he had like six or seven fights at light heavyweight, had some weight issues went to heavyweight. He's two and two there, but the guy still has power for a heavyweight too. Like he hits hard and he is coming out to take your head off. Um, And I think he's just too powerful too. He's going to overwhelm green. I mean, the, the fights I saw green in, I, I, you know, he's, he's super long, super tall, but he doesn't really even use it that well. And his defense is a little suspect. Uh, I don't think he has any ground. I think DeLima is gonna close the distance and just land a bomb. Um and I also think if for some reason he's having trouble on the feet, I think he can use his wrestling to get it to the ground and kind of dominate on top and ground and pound. I just think uh is kind of the better fighter all around. And I think he's gonna win this fight. Uh and I think there's a lot of upside for a stoppage. So I do have him in my lineup for the ninety one hundred bucks. Um and yeah, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna steamroll Mari Green.
0: I completely agree. And and you know, in doing our research, we watch the fights, we break down tape, we literally call people that know them and train with them and know people who have trained with them and do our research. I also look at other people's picks and see what they're thinking. People for some reason are pretty high on Maurice Green. And he seems to be their underdog pick. And no oh, Maurice Green is gonna do really well. I don't know where that's coming from. First of all, he's a giant freak athlete. Like I, so you got me there. He is unbelievably athletic. He is a very big person. His chin is not great. It is not great. John Volante dropped him. And John Volante is like, he wasn't great at 205. And then he went up to heavyweight and he still made that a dirty fight. So I, I just think Maurice Green's chin is heading in the wrong direction. Marcos Rogier de Lima has a lot of power and a good ground game. I think Marcos Rogier de Lima is better everywhere. He's not the athlete that Maurice Green is. And being athletic, that, you know, that is important here. But he's not the athlete that Green is. But he has more power. He has better striking. I think he's actually more physically imposing, even though he's shorter. Um, and I, exactly the way you said it, Dan, I think he can drop Maurice Green and then pounce on him and potentially submit him. The only reason he's not in my lineup is $9,100 is a ton of money and we, we are talking heavyweights. Like, it's not the craziest thing in the world if Maurice Green knocks out Marcos uh, DeLima, but, you know, it's definitely, it's, it's highly unlikely in my opinion. And then, Jacob, before I go to you, the monkey knife fight line, it's a solid line. Uh, I'm going to go more on Green. because so I think he will get off more than 16 and a half significant strikes. 16 and a half significant strikes is, is not a lot. Um, so I think he will throw more than that. Um, but Marcos Rogier de Lima is a slow starter. He's not, he doesn't come out there throwing bombs. He doesn't come out there moving like crazy. He, you know, he sort of takes his time and waits. So that 31 and a half is pretty solid. Um, uh, I don't know if I'm going to go more or less on that. I, my instincts are saying more, cause if he gets to the ground, he'll hit him a few times before trying to make something happen. Um, But this is another one where I'm going to wait to see if that moves. And once it moves, then I'll strike once it's a little more clear. But, Jacob, what are your thoughts here? And tell us how you're going to spend your instant match, your instant WWP match in Monkey Knight fights up to $100. How are you going to do that?
2: Yeah, I agree that uh, Marcos is the much better mixed martial artist everywhere. I think he should dominate this fight. I was in the same dilemma that you were in, Angelo. I saw the 9,100. I'm like, "Eh, is he 9,100 that dominant? Because as you mentioned, Green with his length, maybe he can do something with that. We also got to remember that 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 Green, you, you think he's going to get dominated on the ground. He has five submission wins, and a lot of those are with triangle chokes, with those long, long legs. So yeah. if there's a weird scramble, you know, he is very, very long. He could he could find a way to, to get that triangle up and, and choke him out. So um, I don't feel great about Lima in this fight, um, but I think he, he definitely should win. He's definitely the better fighter all around. Um, so I have him winning, but he is not in my lineup. I think the only thing we really – this is the only thing that's really, really important for Lima. I'll tell you why. Here we go. His last eight fights. It's win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. That means he's going to win. You know what's coming. I mean, it's,
1: very, I mean it's
0: as simple as it can be. There you go. See why you don't need to watch any other channel. They're just going to read. I was going to say just stuff nobody found
2: that. Why didn't nobody you do that in
1: the that? beginning? Jacob? We could have <laughs> just skipped this one and everyone would know what's going to happen. <laughs> Hey, that Volante fight—that's the one where he like submitted him with the, uh, the
0: crazy like fat man move. Yeah, it was like the it was not thing. even
1: a submission, really. Basically, yeah. yeah.
0: But Volante so. dropped him, man. His chin's heading in the wrong direction.
1: Right. He could. T- he should theoretically be zero four in his last four. It, it,
0: it, exactly. I, I just don't. I get it. The guy is an athlete. Like I, if if I had a touch of his athletic ability, my life would be much better than it is now. He is a giant athletic dude. But, you know, I, I just this is not a great matchup for him. His uh, nickname
1: but, is the crotchet boss. That's kind of interesting. Crochet.
0: Crochet, dude. Dude, you're bougie. You live in in the expensive part of Florida. You should know that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the crotchet <laughs> boss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jacob is supposed to be the Midwestern simpleton. Oh, it he says he's the, he's
2: crochet the crotchet boss. boss. <laughs> the crotchet boss or something like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Arkansas
2: wrestling, baby. <laughs> Damn
1: crotchet bosses. Oh my god,
0: Jacob and I live in Texas, and you're the one saying crotchet instead of crochet. This is unbelievable, Dan.
1: It's a very interesting nickname.
0: Next up at UFC Vegas 26, we have Ryan. I'm assuming it's Benoit because I watched wrestling back in the day and it was Benoit, but people are saying Benoit. Ryan Benoit versus Zaruk Adeshev. This is an interesting fight. I like this one quite a bit. I I genuinely am interested in this fight. It is grappler versus wrestler-ish, but these are two well-rounded guys who are going to go at it. Daniel, what do you think?
1: Yeah, this is. I I like this one as well. Um, I, I like the value here on Adeshev. And, I mean, I was watching tape on both of them it's an interesting, uh, chef is an interesting guy, right? Because he's three and three as a fighter, MMA fighter, <laughs> 0 and 2 in the UFC. Now, again, tough competitions in his losses, uh, Sue Matajeri and Tyson Nam. So, not the easiest, you know, first couple fights in the UFC, but he's a very good striker. He's a former glory kickboxer with 10 knockouts in kickboxing. Um, his striking is good, he's got tons of. He throws tons of big hooks. He, you know, powerful overhands all day, and the guy has good timing with his shots. And when he lands, he lands pretty hard. Uh, Benoit, on the other hand, is three and five in the UFC. He lost his last two, but also to very tough competition. So Tim Elliott and Heidi Alatang, um, both tough losses. He went to a split decision with Brandon Moreno. So you know he can he can hang out there. He can hang with the you know, some of the best strikers in the division. Um, He is also a powerful striker, powerful kicks, you know, he was really competitive in that Alatang fight. Um, And I think, you know, the final round Alatang uses wrestling to, to win it, but very competitive throughout that. So, I mean, I think the storyline here is Adeshev is kind of getting, I don't want to say he's not getting the respect he deserves because he's three and three and 0 and 2 in the UFC, but styles make fights and I don't think Benoit's wrestling is going to be good enough to make this a wrestling, uh, to get this to the ground. And I think striking wise, I think Adeshev is the favorite here. So, um, I think Benoit's got the power to make something crazy happen, but, uh, Adeshev has legit. I don't even know how much more experience, but a lot more experience in pure striking than Benoit does. He throws powerful shots. So I think for 7,500 bucks, um Adeshev is worth it I think he's a good value at a minimum it's going to be a striking match that probably goes a few rounds um and best case scenario Adeshev lands lands a big shot and and gets a knockout so I think there's a ton of upside to him at 7,500 bucks I got him in my lineup and I I think he went to fight to be honest
0: and this is a tricky one and it's funny because I I agree with pretty much everything you're saying and you know if you just look at their record and you just go to topology and you're like, Oh, three and three versus 10 and seven. I made my mind up. Oh, that one's the favorite. I'm done. That, that is not the right approach here. Adeshev is a very, very good kickboxer, a credentialed kickboxer with worlds of combat kickboxing experience. His losses are because he's had weird matchups. He's transitioned to MMA, which obviously is an entirely different sport. So in order for Benoit or Benoit to win, he needs to take this to the ground. I, I don't think the striking is comparable, honestly. I think he needs to get this to the ground. And to your point, it's not. He's not like a wrestler. Obviously, he's the more well-rounded mixed martial artist, so he's been training wrestling for longer, and he should be able to get it to the ground. But Adeshev is dangerous. He he really is. I mean, his UFC record sucks. His MMA MMA record sucks. Um, but. His combat kickboxing record does not suck. And if he could touch Ryan up early and get Ryan nervous about shooting from too far away or setting up some of those takedowns, then if Ryan's not fully committing to takedowns, he will get knocked out. So this is tricky. I'm actually not touching this at all. Uh, $7,500 is very affordable, but there's some other people around that price point. I think Angela Hill is like almost right there and, as, as bad as she looked in her last fight, I have more confidence in her. But um, so I'm not touching in the price point. Uh, and the odds aren't crazy enough to bet either. Plus 125, that's not enough for me to throw money on a 3-3 a, a three and three guy. So th- this one is tricky. Um, but I do like the monkey knife fight significant strike line. I'm going to go more for Adeshev and more for uh, Benoit because they're Benoit. Well, I don't know because I do think they'll go at it. I think it'll be a striking match. Uh, I don't think uh, Benoit will shoot early. He may shoot late if he gets touched up, but I'm going to go more and more on both of those. Um, uh, And and I'm confident in that pick, and especially with the free money that I get, if I use promo code WWP on my first deposit. Jacob, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, so basically I went to tapology. I saw one was three and three, the other (laughs) guy is 10 and seven. I thought, well, there's my pick. All right, well, you have 20,000 subscribers
0: now. Congratulations.
2: <laughs> but yeah, but seriously, I, I, here's what's going to happen. Adeshev is going to get submitted. Uh, uh, Ryan has takedowns. He's got decent takedowns. You guys don't you don't credit his wrestling. I think he's got decent takedowns. And you guys have forgotten that he is over at, is it, let me pronounce this right, is it Chenzo Gracie? Who's Henzo? Enzo? How do you say that? It's Henzo. Henzo. Where did you get a ch- I mean, you're trying to make a joke,
1: him? but wh- how'd you get the C-H?
2: Yeah. No, I, I wasn't trying to make a joke. I really thought you say Chenzo. I knew no, it was something. Ours, ours are H's. Okay. Henzo. Henzo. He's at Henzo Gracie. So he's he's been there. Oh so you know he's God, been working on that Jiu Jitsu game, takedowns, <laughs> all that good stuff. He knows he's against a kickboxer. He's prepared for this camp. So I think he gets the fight to the ground. I think he submits at a chef. I'm already going to place a prop bet on a submission win for. Uh, ryan and uh you also got to remember too he was also caught up he missed some time because he got caught up in some picograms with the steroids the john jones stuff so he had issues with that stuff um that's just a little piece to add in there a little fun fact for everyone um <laughs> but i still like ryan to win this fight i think he so gets to the ground i think he uh submits out a chef uh,
0: the prop bet is is interesting because i bet the odds of a submission for ryan benoit are pretty solid, and then the odds for a Zarook knockout are pretty solid. You could probably take both of those and still end up at, end up up units at the end of that.
1: I know what I'm doing here. What are you doing? I'm going under on less. Benoit, less on Benoit, and I'm going above on uh... above. <laughs> 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 I'm going higher on uh, Adashev.
0: <laughs> That's not terrible. I was struggling with the what to do with Panoy. Some of these, I'm just going to wait. So the way Monkey Knife Fight works, if you haven't watched some of these other videos, the first few days that these lines are published, they're in what they call protection mode, where um, you will win two and a half times your money for um, these prop games. And after that, once those lines level off, Usually by Friday, you then start to win three times your money. So I wait on some of these that, like, you know, sometimes the lines open up. and It's like, oh, I'm it's very moved confident. a little
2: bit. It's uh, 27 and a half for Adeshev, but uh, Benoit is the same.
0: Yeah, Benoit is the one that I need to move. So um, I'll probably wait till Friday to, to see what happens with Benoit because once once those lines level off and it's by Friday, I believe, that's when you triple your money. So I'll probably wait till Friday, see where these lines are, because I'm definitely going over on Adeshev. It's the, it's the Benoit that I, I want that to move. I just want it to pop up to 65 or drop down to 45 so I can make a very clear decision. So we'll see what happens. But anytime you're tripling your money, there is some uh, margin of error. Next up at UFC Vegas 26, we have Phil Hawes versus Kyle Dawkins. This, to me, is honestly the most interesting fight on the entire card. I, I just, this one is so tricky. So we have Bill Hawes, ridiculous, phenomenal wrestler, who has sort of, very similar to Tyron Woodley, right? Phenomenal wrestler, a ton of power. Except, unlike Tyron Woodley, he has, like, no gas whatsoever. He has, like, a round and a half. He has, like, seven and a half minutes of cardio and gas. Where me Kyle too. Dawkus... What'd you say?
2: No, I said me too. Yeah. It's about seven and a half.
0: Yeah, I I bet. Um, Kyle Dawkins, I mean, just look at the pictures. Kyle Dawkins is not physically imposing, not fast. Has particularly but he looks nice. like
1: he's trying to look like. <laughs> frumpy. <Yeah. laughs> right. Yes, frumpy is the word. <laughs> he doesn't look like that in his fight. I mean, his fights. he looks, you know, like like that is just a bad picture. He needs to update
2: that. He just oh. actually put one nine hours ago in his new Venom kit. He looks great.
1: OK, he's so like we're just using old graphics, six year pictures. old <laughs> female social studies teacher. I don't even know what's going on there but he doesn't look like that in his fights.
0: No, and but, but he's, he's not particularly fast. He doesn't have incredible power, but he does have solid fight IQ. He's very well-rounded and his jujitsu is tricky, like tricky, tricky. So this fight is super interesting because Phil Hawes could just starch him with that crazy knockout power could blow right through him with a blast double and just pound on him or Dawkins could weather the storm, wear him out, submit him—no problem in the second round, third round. Daniel laughed at me. Why? And what are your thoughts?
1: I was just thinking of what sort of bet we could make on over/under of how many times you say "interesting" and "tricky" throughout a podcast. I guarantee you that it would be. What would the number be, Jacob, for an over? I don't know,
0: but maybe monkey knife. I'll make it a, a more or less more 30, or less seven and a half. On
1: more and more on both. <laughs> no matter what, even if you know it's coming. All
0: right, well, let's turn it into a drinking game. Anybody out there who has the time tally it up. We'll turn it into a drinking game and we'll take shots together on the live stream. Oh, so and what are your actual thoughts on the fight instead of criticizing me and my hosting abilities?
1: I think it's very interesting and tricky. Uh, that's for starters. Um, No, I think, well, here I go. I'm going to say it is interesting and tricky. Um, Now, I think Phil Hawes is, is, like you said, he's got the power edge. I think he's got the striking edge, but he doesn't have it for long because his cardio, I mean, especially in this sort of fight, if he doesn't get a finish early, his cardio is going to be tested. With that being said, there is a pretty good chance he could get a finish early. Like he is an explosive, powerful striker. He's extremely fast and it's not like he's going to go out and get taken down right out of the gates because he's got D1 level wrestling. He's a Juco national champion. So wrestling wise, like if this were a two minute or, you know, whatever, three minute wrestling match, I take Phil Hawes, but it's a 15 minute fight. So that changes everything as you get into the second and third round. So. Um, Dawkins on the other hand too he's got good wrestling probably not near as good as Phil Hawes on paper um, striking he's probably a little bit he's definitely a little bit behind Hawes but he's just game he's down to go three rounds even in his Brendan Allen fight where he got beat up for two rounds that third round he almost made a comeback and 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 stole the fight um, so he's one of those guys that if you don't get him out of there early he's not going away And he's going to be in your face, just scrapping till the bitter end. So, um, in a coin flip type decision, I'm thinking I'm going to take Hawes here, um, just with being the more athletic, more powerful guy. Um, so, but again, if it goes to the later rounds, I I could see Dawkins kind of just exposing him and, and, and beating him up a little bit. So my picks Hawes, um, but I hope he gets an early stoppage. I'm not, I'm not touching this for DraftKings and monkey Knight fights. I'm going over under.
0: It, it, it's, it's tricky. So you're going more, more or less I, mean, pause, going, less. I mean, I'm going, I mean, I'm going higher and lower,
1: higher and lower
2: up and down.
0: I'm going increase, decrease. Above I, I think below. Um, I, um, I agree with pretty much all of that. I, I, I just, this is tricky. I advise everybody to stay away from this. Monkey Knife Fight is the only one I would do with this because again, you triple your money, so there is some margin for error, and if you use promo code WWP in your first deposit, they will instantly match up to $100 that you can play. You deposit $100, you have $200 5 seconds later. With that being said, I think I'm going Phil. No, I, I'm definitely going Phil Haas, and I think it's just tricky to to say. Okay, Phil Haas is the better striker. Phil Haas is the better athlete. Phil Haas hits harder. Phil Haas is the better wrestler. Dawkins has better cardio and better jujitsu. Okay, we're four against two, and cardio and jujitsu are very important. and And if he gasses at the end of the first, and if he gasses halfway through the second, that's a lot of time to make it, make a mistake and get caught in a submission. I'm just hoping that twelve fights into his career. Cardio issues are very hard to fix. So I am actually not going to say he fixes cardio that cardio issues. Like some people literally can never fix that. And other people, it takes 10 years to fix your cardio. Like he'd literally have to lose muscle mass. So I don't think his cardio is going to be fixed, but I'm hoping his fight IQ gets better where, okay, he's going to come out a little slower and reserve some of that energy. Or if he does get exhausted, don't wrestle, don't wrestle because that's when you're going to get in trouble. If he's exhausted, and he has no energy left, and he wrestles and he ends up on the ground. That's the only place I see him being in trouble. So, if he's exhausted and he keeps it standing, he'll be fine. And I'm hoping he's at a good camp. Like he's doing all the right things. He has a good record. This guy can legitimately, if he makes those small changes, be like a Tyron Woodley. I, I just, I, I'm going with Haas here. I think he can make the small adjustments. And by small adjustments, I mean, when he's exhausted, don't commit to wrestling. Don't put yourself in Docus's world, which is on the ground. Jacob, you're, you're grabbing your hat. You're doing ridiculous things. Your beard was redder than ever. So why don't you walk through why you think I'm wrong and what you think?
2: If I did that stupid counting with my fingers four to two, you guys would have ripped me to shreds. Oh, he's got this and this and four is more than two. So that means he's going to win. the.
1: Race. As soon as he does, I was like, this is Jacob math going on. <laughs> oh my <laughs>
2: God. I would have been ripped to shreds. The That's only crazy. problem is, is
1: on your two, you had cardio on there. And if that goes away, the other four don't
2: mean anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> crazy. So what's going to happen is Phil Hall is going to get tired. and He's going to get choked out. Kyle Daukus his his loss against Brendan Allen and we I think we all speak very highly about Brendan Allen over his grappling abilities. That was a short notice UFC debut and he actually outstruck uh, Allen and he had three takedowns versus Allen. Allen had no takedowns. He had three takedowns versus Allen. Outstruck him. So I, I going back, I got to remember how he even lost that fight because he outstruck him by like thirty strikes. I, I know he got beat up early, but it's it crazy. Um, I, I, I he just out
1: grappled in the first two rounds. He got, but you're uh, that's. A good point because you're reminding me that he took that short notice.
2: Right. UFC debut, short notice. I think it was like a week short notice and it still went three rounds and, and didn't look you know, terrible for a UFC debut against a very good fighter. We think, you know, Brandon Allen is a very, very good fighter. So I think that he just gets in a situation where – and you, you said I would stay away from this, DraftKings. I think one of these fighters should be in everyone's lineup. I think you have to decide on which one you like more because if, if Phil Hall wins, it's going to be a lot of points. And if Kyle Dawkins wins, I also think it's going to be a lot of points. So I think it's one of those things that you have to decide which one you like, and one of these p- people have to be in your lineup because it's going to be a first round finish, a lot, a ton of points for the Haws, or Kyle Dawkins is going to scramble, scramble, get all those advanced, you know, all those reverses, and, and maybe and choke them out late with a, a late finish. So see, I have that, Kyle Dawkins in my lineup, um, see, and I have one in the fight,
1: Jacob. So that depends on, in my opinion, that whether you're doing a, a cash game like single entry cash game, right. Or, um, a multi-entry big tournament, right? Like if you're doing a multi-entry big tournament, yeah, of course you got to have exposure to to one or both of these guys probably, but in a single entry cash game, dude, to your point, like if cause wins, it's going to be all over. Right. So if you, if you decide to take Dawkus and Hawes puts him out in the first minute, which could happen. Your lineup is 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 jammed up right out of the gates. By the same token, if you take Hawes, I mean, I guess Hawes is probably has the. Hawes better is upside. a
0: safer bet because yeah. he's not going to get stopped inside of a minute or two minutes, no matter what. Right. He's he'll lose in the, the later round. rounds. Yeah,
1: he'll at least get thirty plus points in a loss, even if he gets smoked in the third round. So, yeah, I don't know. I I don't think you need to have either of them, and if you're doing a a,
2: a cash game or a single entry tournament, but um, for sure and you say know. he's not gonna get stopped inside two minutes i can see him shooting across and getting caught very easily inside no the way minutes. He's While not like gonna get, dude, no fresh? i can I can see haws shooting across getting caught in a guillotine or a weird scramble oh, yeah, his, yeah, yeah. Two i two mean that, uh, that
0: anything's possible minutes. but i do not see a fresh Phil haws getting caught in a submission no way
2: Dawkus is good man good good good
0: well it, this this is it an- should be an
2: undefeated fighter i mean technically i mean short notice. Be undefeated.
0: It is uh, oh, an, an interesting fight and a tricky fight. Um, to your point, Jacob, you said and and logic agrees with you that Phil Hawes will come out, look amazing, get tired and then lose. I'm just saying that at this point in his career with the success he's had I'm hoping that he's not going to make those mistakes because the only mistake would be when you're exhausted take Chris Dawkins down. That's the only mistake. It's not, oh, my hands weren't up. Chris Dawkins knocked me out. That's not going to happen. It's not, oh, I wasn't ready. Chris Dawkins took me down. That's not going to happen. The only mistake Phil Hawes can make if he gets exhausted is take a sloppy shot, take his time, not take it serious, and then get submitted. So I'm hoping his fight IQ with his career is continuing to work its way up, and he's not going to make that mistake. I'm tired. Let me take a desperate shot. So I'm going to Phil Hawes there, but – I and decided that's why I'm, I'm going to have it.
1: Jacob uh, and I'll uh, tell you what, the, the rest of the- all my fight losses and just use his logic for all. I'd be 15 and I'd be 15 and one. I, there's one you're going to have to get. Really and let, me, and let
2: me, let me just, let me just reassure the people. More people are on my side than your guys' side because the odds are in favor of the So
0: well, that's how we're going to play. This? You even
1: listen, to what what I, just said? The show I was existing- actually uh, giving him a compliment.
0: You know, Dan was basically saying uh, if Jacob was my hype man, The only fight I might have maybe lost was against uh, the WWE champion of the world.
1: Matt Riddle. (laughs) Matt Riddle.
0: Next up at UFC Vegas 26, we have Diego Fajeda versus Gregor Gillespie. And I moved my entire DraftKings lineup around to make sure Gregor Gillespie was in it. And this is an awesome fight. I love watching both of these guys fight. I'm, I'm legitimately looking forward to this. But this is pretty clear for me. Is it clear for you, Dan? Uh,
1: yeah, I, I like Gregor Gillespie in this fight. Um, I'm excited to see him come back. He's very, very, very good wrestler. Um, you know, I, I think he's going to come out with a vengeance after the the loss to Kevin Lee. He was on a six fight win streak before that. They were talking about him as you know being a contender, potentially a, a future champion. Good ground and bound, top game submissions, good striking too. I think he's just very well rounded. He just looks like he looks and sounds like he has that kind of champion's mentality. Um, and then Ferreira is a very good, a tricky grappler. Um, he uses submissions to stand up if he doesn't get the sub. Um, his takedown defense was not that great from what I saw. You know, Benil Darius took him down pretty easily not that Benil's a bad wrestler but he just took him down really pretty easily um and he's also down to slug it out but not like a really polished striker so um I I just think that this is uh Gregor Gillespie's just a different level fighter um I think he's going to win this fight probably a pretty dominant unanimous decision would be my guess um and I think he'll score pretty well so um I am trying to get him in my lineup um right now so i'm just moving a few things around
0: yeah he's he's not cheap but he is cheaper than um than he could have been they they could have easily made him a 90 something 100 dollar fighter so yeah. i'm i'm going with gregor Gillespie. his wrestling is better his striking is better uh diego has the the advantage in the pure bjj and i don't think it matters here i don't think they're going to end up in a pure bjj environment the last fight we broke down was Phil Hawes, and Phil Hawes could end up exhausted and in a tricky jujitsu situation. Gregor Gillespie is not going to end up exhausted in a tricky jiu-jitsu situation. So even when he does take it to the ground, which he will, he's not going to be in trouble. Um, So I have Gregor Gillespie in my lineup. I'm probably going to put some bets on him. I agree with you. Uh, This is a a unanimous decision win, so that's probably a prop bet I'm going to hit. And as far as monkey knife fight is concerned, I'm going more and more on both. They are pretty active. Uh, I think Gregor is just busy on top for most of this fight. Uh, And I think, you know, Diego is going to be busy while they're standing to try to make it ugly. So um, this is pretty clear for me. I, I literally had to move my lineup around to get Gregor in it. But Jacob, what are your thoughts here? What are you doing? How do you feel?
2: Uh, I feel kind of weird about Gregory Gillespie because it feels like one of those up and coming guys, but he's already 34 years old, which is kind of hard to believe. And I found this also interesting. He stated that he ended his wrestling career because he didn't think he could beat Jordan Burroughs, which he was probably right about that. So that's why he said he ended his wrestling career. Um, I will say that I I have Gregory in my lineup. I think he dominates the fight. I'm going to take a prop bet for a Fajeda submission win. Uh, he, I saw him con- the way he controlled Pettis on the ground. Pettis is a very good BJJ guy. I see that Gregor, from what I can find, he's only a blue belt. Um, so yes, he is a dominant wrestler, but in those weird, weird, you know, BJJ scrambles, you know, if, if it, if it comes to that, we'll see what happens. So I think he definitely will dominate. He's a, he's a better striker, a better wrestler can get the takedowns, but there's just in the back of my head here, I'm thinking, you know, let me just kind of hedge, myself a little bit and take a prop at a submission win for Fajita. So, but I, I think uh, Gregor, I agree with you guys it just dominates this fight.
0: Yeah. And two things in, in uh, jiu jujitsu belts only matter in Gi. They don't give out belts for no Gi. So uh, with Gregor's wrestling background, I don't know how much Gi time he's actually put in. So I, you know, him being a blue belt may not mean literally anything Dan, what belt? You, you- I used to
1: be the king of of putting yeah. zero time into gi. I actually got belted one time. I was hitting pads in the cage with Cattell, and they were doing a belt ceremony over on the mat. And all of a sudden, I hear like clapping and like Cattell stop on the pads, and like I got my belt while I was in MMA gear hitting pads. Just because Laborio kept telling me to start doing gi, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't know, I will." <laughs> but, anyways,
0: so. Well, yeah. that's been my like right behind me, right there where my fingers pointing, is my blue belt certificate. I got my blue belt in 2003. I have literally I've worn that bathrobe maybe four times since then. I hate the gi. So it, you know, in MMA, when you look at somebody who's a phenomenal wrestler like Gregor Gillespie, if he has like a, a true old school jujitsu coach, he's not gonna get a belt unless he wears the gi. And if he's fighting MMA, there's no reason to wear the gaze. well. He
2: trains like under Joe Scarola and Carlos Rosado.
0: Oh, yeah. Scarola isn't that a Northeast guy? Not sure because he's I Italian. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! I know his
1: name yeah. from somewhere.
0: Us Italians are offended by that assumption that Joe we're all from the
1: He was on the Ultimate Fighter, wasn't he?
0: It, it is. It does sound very familiar. He was on the Ultimate Fighter. I think like the season. the guy who went home. It, it's it, that name sounds afternoon. so familiar.
1: We got to look this up.
0: We will yeah. look it up. That, that name does sound incredibly familiar now that you say it. Joe Scarola. But, um, but yeah, so I, I we all see it going that way. I mean, depending on Jacob, this this He whole, did leave. Yeah. <laughs> he was the guy, right? He
2: packed oh. his bags and took off prematurely. Joe Scarola. Oh. Is that the same one, though? Let me make sure.
0: Yeah, no, there's 10 different... Was, I think Scarolas. it was for his
1: girlfriend, too. It was like a
0: it was i remember now that you say that it was for his girlfriend
1: that's bad that like there's a lot of things i don't remember that i remembered that about him <laughs> how many years after the fact? oh that's brutal you
0: don't remember things in your own career he so ended his, career, remember, undefeated. He ended his career undefeated he ended his career like, undefeated. Who's that guy he fought him
1: in 2010.
0: He ended his career undefeated Dan because Dana said if you leave you or uh, Jacob if Dana said if you leave you will never fight in the UFC so that was it Oh <laughs> uh, no yeah done. he
2: lost his uh, he lost the ultimate fighter uh, fight but that was exhibition so his pro career is undefeated
0: and then Dana was like if you leave that's it you're like don't ever try to come back anyway we've <laughs> oh, gotten off brutal. topic I, I think Gregor wins we all think Gregor wins this off topic happened because Jacob you mentioned you would take a prop bet on Diego Fajeda by submission Unless that's plus like five or 600, you know, I, I would avoid that.
1: But is there a prop bet that Pereira uh, is going to not fight because his girlfriend doesn't want him to?
0: Because <laughs> he misses. I mean, listen, if Joe Scarola is married and has kids now and he's happy as hell, then good for him. I imagine that didn't work out, though. Next up at UFC Vegas 26, we have Neil Magny versus Jeff Neil. Other people keep saying G off Neil," which blows my mind. It's Jeff Neal. This is interesting and tricky, Dan, um, because Neil Magny is like, they all are this card specifically. Neil Magny is very well-rounded, has abilities everywhere. Jeff Neal is a great striker who was like beat pillar to post by Wonder Wonder Boy, like beat the piss out of Jeff Neal. So it's a big question. Like, what is Jeff Neal going to look like in this fight? At least for me. Like that, that was a bad, like very dominant, lost all five rounds, got beat on, um, on ABC, no less. So, anyway, this one actually is. I use the word tricky too much. and Everybody's getting drunk if we turn it into a drinking game. This one is tricky, much trickier than the odds or the DraftKings prices would and the indicate.
1: The trickiest of tricks,
0: the tri- <laughs> very, very sneaky. Dan, do you think this is tricky?
1: Um, I mean, I think, let's put it this way. Let's figure out new ways to use Tricky. I think they both are coming off very, very tricky recent losses. So Magny was on a three-fight win streak, solid wins over Robbie Lawler, Rocco Marin, Lee Jinglang, and then he got out grappled by Mike Chiesa. Mike Chiesa, one of the tougher matchups in the division. The guy can put a pace on you grappling-wise that most can't can't deal with. Jeff Neal, like you mentioned, very tough stylistic matchup to Stephen Thompson. Stephen Thompson, honestly, is one of the most underrated, toughest fights. Like, I wouldn't want to fight him if I was on my way to a title because he's he's yeah. very hard. He's that karate-style distance striker that just, it's very, very hard to and replicate. And
0: tough, like super tough. And tough, yeah. Technical, yeah. weird stance, handsome. Like, it's he's tricky. Well,
1: you're getting carried away now. But, yes, I, I he's a very, very good fighter. Um, he likes long walks on the beach. Um, now, I, I think they're both coming off stylistically tough matchups, um, and I think this is actually kind of a, 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 a tough matchup for both of them.
0: Yeah, you can say tricky.
1: I wanted to so bad, and I know
0: <laughs> uh, you it. You're making fun of the words I use, but they're they're appropriate.
1: I'm getting the, hitting the <laughs> thesaurus after this, and I'm going <laughs> to delete the word tricky from my brain. Um, it'll replace, uh, uh Joe Scarola, uh, <laughs> whatever the new word is. Um, anyways, I, I think, you know, this is going to be Neil landing big shots, potentially if Magni can't get his way and get it to the ground. I mean, here's the bottom line. I think this is a tough fight for both of them. I think it's a close fight, but I think Neil's got enough power. And I think Magni does keep his hands low and his chin up a little bit too much. I think at some point Jeff Neal is going to catch him. Um, the fact that he went uh, that many rounds with um, with Wonder Boy just shows he can stay in a fight and, and, and be be there the entire time and be competitive, even though he got beat up in that fight. But I think at some point Jeff Neal is going to find Magni's chin um, and hurt him. But low level of confidence in this one. I'm not. I'm not touching it in DraftKings. Um, as far as the Higher or lower, uh, more or less up or down for Monkey Knife Fight. I am going to go with, hmm, that's interesting.
0: These lines get harder and harder every week.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with, because Neil could just starch him. So that's the thing. If you're going for an early knockout, you just got to just bank on that. But let's assume that's not going to happen. It's a fight. I'm going to go. More on Magni and less on Neil. Cause so I think Magni will figure out some ways to, to get into the ground or, or stall or minimize the strikes. And I think he'll get 34 and a half. And unless Neil gets a knockout or if he gets a knockout, obviously it'll be the last, but I don't think he's going to get 60 strikes. So.
0: Yes. 60 is a with. lot. And, and when we break down these monkey knife fight lines, To your point, you got to think about what's going to happen. Well, potential path to victory. I think Neil's only path to victory is, and we're saying neil they both have Neil in the name, Magny's only path to victory is to get this to the ground. I think if it stays standing, it doesn't end well for him. So if he imposes his will, he's going to get more than 34 and a half significant strikes because he'll get it to the ground. He'll beat him up on the ground. He won't submit. Jeff Neal, but he'll, he'll touch him up on the ground and he'll land more than 34 and a half significant strikes. So I'll go the more there. If Jeff Neal gets his way, he'll knock out Neil Magny early. So I would go the less there. And then you have to think about, is this going to go three rounds or is it really, is Jeff Neal really going to get this early? So I think the more on Magny, the less on Jeff Neal is, is probably a solid, a solid uh, play. Neil Magny is tough. Neil Magny has a ton of experience. He's got high fight IQ. He's been there for a while. He had a nice streak for a little bit where it looked like, oh boy, Neil Magny's going to make something happen. So I, I think he's game enough, experienced enough to survive. So I think he does land more than 34 and a half significant strikes. I think he can neutralize some of Jeff Neal's, you know, strike heavy offense, so Jeff will be under 59 and a half. And I'm going to use my free $100 when I go to play MKF.com slash. We want picks. I'll deposit $100 and I'll use promo code WWP and they will instantly match my 100 and I will have a second 100 for free. So if I deposit hundred, I will have 200 to play with. I'm going to take that free money. I'm going to put it the more on Magni, the less on Jeff Neal but, Jacob, what are your thoughts? Dan and I both going Jeff Neal here. Who do you think wins?
1: Jacob is just waiting to make an I'm picking Neal joke. That's what he's going to go with. I, I see <laughs> low-hanging it, fruit. I, low-hanging I, fruit. Not no, for me. Oh, you he, got something better? He
0: low-hanging fruit. You watch him cross it off on a piece of paper. Right.
1: He just <laughs> transitions to lock of the week just in a panic.
2: <laughs> so, Jeff, Jeff Neal is very good in his recent wins versus – like people he can brawl with, right? So he's got below Muhammad that he'll below Muhammad will strike with you. Nico Price will definitely strike with you. Mike Perry will definitely strike with you. He looks great against people he can brawl with. Against cleaner fighters like Stephen Thompson, you see him get pieced up. Also, his last loss before that was Kevin Holland, who has great length, can use his length. Neil Magney is very very tall for this division, he's six foot three, and uses his length well. And Angela, you mentioned. If this fight gets to the ground, Neil Magny's ground and pound is nasty. I mean, really, really tough. He didn't get to show that against Kiesa because he, you know, Kiesa is a very, very good wrestler and was able to control that fight. But when he gets on top, of you, he gets full mount and he just beats the living hell out of you. Um, you know, so, so I, I, and and this this card is tough because there aren't a lot of underdogs that are are that you feel good about. I think there's only one other underdog that I picked in this card, which is which is Park. Um, you know, and we're coming off. You know, last week we got well, here it is. Dan, turn win. around. Last week we got the big lock of the week win. You know, Dan almost spoiled. I thought you, you kind of spoiled this. You said I was going to do it in a panic, but this has been there's not a lot of underdogs I feel good about. But Neil Magny, here we go. We got the win last week, lock of the week. We're back on track after a, a, a couple setbacks. So this we're just we're does going not, not feel
1: as, as bold as it usually is. This is
2: plus he didn't hit the
0: lock of the week last there's week. There's take you so will not so release absurd. the take.
2: You won't release the tapes. I've showed you the
0: tapes. I've played it for everyone else. You had two lock of the week. You had one lock of the week. Cub Swanson.
2: I said you so normally has time. three as the, the
1: lock of the week, the backup the, lock of the week. Review
0: the
2: tapes. The, <laughs> the whole your week, backup said, lock of the I said, week. I said, I said Cub Swanson was like a bias. Not. I said if I had a real lock. There's tapes. You can go look at the TJ Brown if breakdown. The, the I key said word, if, if if I had a, if I had a real lock of the week where I wasn't Cub because it was biased. That it would he did say that. He,
1: he, I will say that was a whole, of his, his illegitimate claims. That was the closest to legitimate he's and, made. And T.J. Brown ever. won
2: that fight convincingly. Very easy decision for the judges to make. Now we're going, we're riding it back. We're going two in a row. <laughs> the most Maddie, disputed decision on the pound. entire card Excuse was a very
0: easy do decision.
2: I, do I interrupt you guys every time you talk? Yes. No. You guys have been sitting here talking 15 minutes every fight card. I'm Dan just sitting says, your mind Dan in my own over, you go, Now I Wor. mention Lock of the Week, and you guys get all bitter and all bent out of shape because everyone loves the Lock of the Week and nobody cares about what you guys say. Neil Magny. Oh yeah, he's fight. coming at
1: me. Jesus, I'm the biggest fan of Lock of the Week in the world.
2: Neil he's Magny Lock of the Week.
1: Over there. He's got his Conor McGregor shirt on, looking like Conor McGregor with the,
0: with Conor the beard. Conor McGregor beard. Uh, Not a Conor McGregor apartment. That place is tiny and trash. (laughs) (laughs) That's Conor
1: McGregor's (laughs) walk-in closet.
0: But um, I do think shoe closet. (laughs) It's not a terrible lock of the week, honestly. You know, this is a tricky fight. I'm not touching it. I think Jeff Neal wins. But I mentioned Neal Magny has the experience, has the fight IQ, and has the tools but his path to victory is grappling. So he needs to get it to the ground to make it work. If he's going to stand with Jeff Neal for three rounds, it, it won't go well. So
1: if he yeah. comes back with the crown, I just,
0: um, I don't
1: know what to do.
0: So it's not the worst lock of the week pick. It, it is tricky. His Jacob's ridiculous uh, accounting of his lock of the week.
1: There it is. Like I said, the crown, I knew he was going to come back with that thing.
0: She unbelievable. Unbelievable. Ooh, you think to Getting
1: a magic carpet now, too. All right.
0: Well, good news is if you are a member of this channel, we have rolled out emojis that are only for members. One of them is a picture of Jacob. Another one is a hashtag LOTW. Use your computer, comment down below, and use those emojis and let us know if you agree with this lock of the week or if you don't. And once you hit up the live chat during our live stream on Saturday, you can use those emojis there, emotes, whatever you call them. I'm too old to know all the names, but we've hit Jacob's lock of the week. Of all the underdogs on this card, he's, he's got a chance. I'm going with the main event underdog, but we will talk about that in a minute. Next up at UFC Vegas 26, we have Amanda Hibas versus Angela Hill. This is a tricky fight. I mean, Jacob, your your crush on Amanda Hibas is, is very interesting. Funny story for everybody out there. Dan trains an American top team. A couple of our other close friends, we won't say by name, also trained an American top team. We're in a group chat. Jacob was joking around one day and said, hey, you want to give me Amanda Heba's number? And somebody sent it, and Jacob panicked, deleted the text trail, didn't know what to do with himself. So you had your shot. You didn't take it. But what are you doing in this fight? Who are you taking in this?
1: Look at his mind spinning. No, right first
0: now. of all, we've had many Twitter
2: conversations, so that's no big deal. Um, we, we talk often, you know, so.
0: But I will say
2: this is a uh, what is it?
0: Fool, fool, <laughs> I did send him in a tailspin there, Dan, because he knows that story is 100 percent true. He
2: has he
0: he his like- phone number did nothing with it. And then comes on the show. Like
2: his beard is changing a different shade of red. I'm, still, a ring. I'm still working on my Portuguese. Once I get my Portuguese, <laughs> correct. I'm working with Glover. My friend Glover's helping me out.
1: There's the quick Perfect. one to Jacob. We all know that's right. You got to get your, uh, uh, your Portuguese going good before you make the full, you know, I do know move. Hey,
2: Amanda Linda. I do know that Linda, that means beautiful. Amanda, Linda, I know that.
1: I don't even think you're saying right. I think it's Linda,
2: Linda, 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 Linda. Uh, but I will say actually, so. Actually,
0: real quick, Ted, you know what's creepy about what just happened? His mother's name is Linda. So yeah. instead of saying Linda with an accent, he's just saying his mother's name over and over. I, mean, I think wrong?
2: my mom is also beautiful. <laughs> I don't think your mom is beautiful. I don't know. Maybe you don't disre Maybe you disrespect your mom. Not me. It couldn't be me. <laughs> um, but I will say, Amanda, Amanda, Hebas, This is one of those <laughs> fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me because I'm going with rebots. I think she should dominate this fight. That makes no sense. She lost last time.
1: I thought you were going to hit him with the George Bush. Fool me once. Shame on you. (laughs) Fool me twice. Yeah. Uh, See, you can't fool me again. You can't get fooled again.
2: (laughs) You can't get fooled again. But uh, yeah, if if she burns me here again, then Amanda, you know, this is up to you. This is a big fight for you, Amanda, because if you burn me again, I might have to delete the conversations. I might unfollow. So this is on you, to Amanda, to prove me right, because Angela Hill, we were very high on her going into the Ashley Yoder fight, and she didn't look great against Ashley Yoder. And Ashley Yoder is tough and is skilled everywhere, but I would have expected her as on the trajectory that we talked about how she could have been on to look a lot better than that. And, and Amanda, even though she got KO'd in her last fight, her, her losses are KO losses, which isn't good. But I don't think Angela Hill is going to KO her. And in her, her wins, she is so so dominant. So I think she gets the control of Angela. She gets it to the ground and just does what she normally does in fights. So if she burns me again, you know that's on me. But I'm putting her in my lineup. This is one of those where I talked about uh, earlier on about the uh, Carlson Harris, and I thought you know why don't I have Carlson Harris in my lineup for eighty six hundred dollars? Well, this is why I don't have Carlson Harris in in my lineup. So if you don't feel good about Amanda. That's an option for $200 cheaper. Uh, we talked about that fight, so you can watch that fight breakdown. But I, I got to go with my girl, Amanda. You know, I'm going to wish her good luck. But if she burns me again, Amanda, you know, this could be it for us. So
0: I give the odds makers a lot of credit here because I'm surprised they have Angela Hill as the underdog. Because, you know, Angela Hill is like, if you listen to the UFC announcers and if you watch those broadcasts, she's like the greatest female fighter in the division right now. And she is very skilled. She has, you know, a lot of upside. She, she's known for taking like those nine losses, a bunch of split decisions. And almost all of them are fights. She took on like three days notice. So there's a lot of asterisks and caveats in those losses. And you'll always hear people say she's better than her record, which she is. I agree with you, Jacob, Angela Hill in her, her fight against Ashley Yoder, that was supposed to be like the one-sided beating of the century. And she did not look good. Angela Hill did not look good in that fight. Go back to my recap video where I talk about Angela Hill didn't look good. Just didn't. And she was like $9,300, something obscene in that fight. But at $7,400, Angela Hill is much more attractive. So I took her at $7,400. She is in my lineup. Um, I I think the experience, the fight IQ, I think she has much less pressure on her than Amanda Hibas does. I think she's the better striker. Uh, I I think where, where she lacks in this fight is the grappling, but Angela Hill has great takedown defense. So I think she can outstrike Amanda Hibas. I don't think she's going to knock her out. That's not her thing. Um, but I think she can keep her at distance, touch her up, score a bunch of points, get a decision win. So I am going Angela Hill. I have her in my lineup. More or less line, I'm going less on Amanda Hebos, more on Angela Hill, and I'm very confident in that because even if Amanda Hebos wins, she's not landing more than 69 and a half significant strikes. That's not happening just not happening she's gonna no, if she if she, angela, land, if
2: she lands that many strikes then she lost the fight because she's yeah. been on her back foot just trying to defend you know and I, I agree that angela hill has got a decent shot you know i am i am biased in amanda you know because that's my girl but angela hill when she fights when she can control the pace she's very very good um that's why i, I think Amanda's going to get in her face and, and really throw the fight at her and she's not gonna be able to control that but if angela hill can control the pace of this fight then i, I think she will win I agree, but I, I just think that Amanda's to get in her face and and do what she does.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a tougher fight to pick, but I'm going with experience. Um, she has more ways to win, Angela Hill. Not more ways to win because she's only going to win by decision, but she has more tools in her bag. Where I think uh, I don't think Amanda wins the stand up. She just doesn't. So she's got to get it to the ground and win there. And Angela Hill's not not easy to get to the ground, although she looked bad against Ashley Yoder. Ashley Yoder also had to get it to the ground to win and couldn't do that. So, Dan, what are your thoughts here? How do you see this going?
1: Yeah, I think uh, this could potentially be a close fight, but I'll also say I feel like there's a lot of uh, recency bias with Amanda Hebas. You know, she, with her last loss, people are saying, oh, she didn't look that great. She was overrated. I can tell you she is very, very good. And prior to that fight, she was like on the fast track to being the next big thing in the division. She had a tough fight. She didn't look great, but I think she won the first round though, right? And she she got in trouble in the second and she got beat. I can guarantee you she's going back and working to improve on what she did wrong in her last fight and getting back on track. And she's a talented, skilled fighter. So striking, you're right, this is a tough matchup. Uh, stylistically from a striking standpoint. Uh, Angela Hill is very athletic, hits hard, good feints, very active. Um, her takedown defense has been pretty good too in some fights, but spotty in others. But I just think Rebus is going to come back really looking to uh, to get that loss behind her. Um, I think she's going to get it to the ground. I think she's going to dominate on the ground. And I think she's going to either get a submission or, or win I don't know if she'll get uh, stop angela hill with, with with ground and pound but i think she's going to come out and win this fight i think she's going to get the takedown she needs i think she's going to be super motivated um and i think she's going to get back to where she was prior to her last fight so um
0: so both of you going with amanda Hebas.
1: yeah i'm going with, with amanda Hebas. i'm trying to work her into my lineup but 8,800 a lot of money yeah, it's a lot of money and just the style it's
2: going to take to win the fight. You know, I don't know. But she's one of those she, girls, too, that gets she gets finishes, man. She's got seven finishes out of her 10 wins. She's so. got a she's definitely has a sub uh,
1: that likely could happen. So um, I'm, I've am i got her in there right now, but I'm, I'm just playing around with some things because so, I just don't like the money I have left over and who's left. So um, I'm going to try to get her in my lineup if I can. But if not, I think she will win the fight and uh yeah i'm gonna take a look at oh uh more or less on strikes i'm going i'm gonna go under under here i think he bus is gonna get less. the takedowns yeah uh
0: so, so above, you don't think below, angela hill throws or lands more than 48 stimming strikes
1: i said i said less less
0: yeah so I'm saying you don't think she lands more than 48
1: i don't think so i think he is gonna go in get in the clinch And take her down right out of the gates i think there's a good chance she could get a sub and honestly if the fight goes the way i think it will go i'm more worried about Hebus getting more than 69 and a half just from ground and pound and controlling i think she's going to be very motivated to get this fight to the ground and dominate on top so i don't know it may not be as easy as, as as i think it could be but i don't know I think that's going to be her game plan. I think she's going to go out and try to prove a point.
0: That, that probably is her game plan. I'm just relying on Angela Hill's takedown defense, honestly. Um, but you're right. I mean, it, it's possible. Six, nine and a half is a lot, though. Like, that's a lot of... Because if she takes her down and she's throwing significant strikes on the ground, 69 and a half of them, that's yeah, enough room lot. that lets Angela Hill scramble out.
1: Yeah, I'm going less, less. I mean, yeah, either way, but... Um, let's put it this way. If, if, uh, Hill goes over 47 and a half, that means she probably is, is winning the fight. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's going to happen. So
0: I'm going to go less, less. I, I 100% agree with you there, except I do think Angela Hill wins the fight. So to your point, Dan, if you're going to play this, this monkey knife fight line, the, uh, the question is, is, if Angela Hill wins, you go more. If she loses, you go less. So, uh, and if you want to play this line with free money, go to playmkf.com slash picks and use promo code WWP with your first deposit and they will instantly match up to $100. So if you deposit 100, you will have 205 seconds later. If you deposit $40, you will have $80. Five seconds later, take that free money that they gave you play this line and see what happens.
1: Jacob has done it. He's got like seven different burner accounts. So he got a free 100 every time. And then he tries to cash out right away. It hasn't worked yet, but one of these times he's going to get it.
0: He's going to sneak it past. Next up at UFC Vegas 26, we have Ben Rothwell versus Felipe Linz. Another battle of the Titans. Ben Rothwell is a giant slug, huge, huge sloth of a man. He's not fast. He's not fast.
2: This, this doesn't bode. Sorry. This doesn't bode well for, I was going to call Ben Wat- Rothwell, uh, big Don. He kind of looks like big Don, but you called him a big sloth of a man.
0: <laughs> so I might stay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say
2: big, he's like, sorry, Ansel. big Don. Sorry, big
0: Don. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Well, he's a massive human being. He knows how to use his wrestling and his size, but Felipe Linz is no bum himself. So I am not going to use the words tricky or interesting. Cause I actually think, uh, I'm pretty clear on what's going to happen here, but, but Jacob, I'll let you go first. Since you were about to insult your good personal friend,
1: I was going to say your friend asked him for a shout out. That's how you're going to do
0: it. Like,
2: <laughs> I know I mean, that's a, what a professional MMA fighter. Yeah. it's somebody compared people compare me to Conor McGregor, I love it. I mean, he's a professional yeah, fighter
0: opposite ends of the spectrum.
2: No, this guy just beats the crowd. He's got thirty-eight wins as a heavyweight. I, I mean, that's an incredible comparison to be compared to someone. I mean, he's, he, he lo- I think he looks fine. So, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think Felipe Lins. Uh, if you look at his losses, I think he struggles with speed. I think that's what gets him, especially against Tanner Bowser. He really struggled with Tanner Bowser's speed. Tanner Bowser's a you know a, a smaller heavyweight. Uh, he's not gonna have to struggle with speed. In this fight against Brendan Rothwell, Brendan Rothwell is is tough. He's got a ton of wins. If he hits you, you're probably going to go down. But he's just so sloppy, and I think Linz is more of a technical striker. Uh, and I think I think he wins the fight. But I would not put either one of these people in your life because I have no idea what's going to happen. But uh, you know, <laughs> Linz is going to win. I think, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't touch it for DraftKings either because uh, I think it's low scoring no matter what happens. Because I think Ben Rothwell is, is a giant man, and he's very experienced. He knows how to use his size, and that's exactly what I see him doing here. I see him smothering Felipe Lins. Ben Rothwell's got a chin. He'll take whatever he has to take on the way in and will literally just smother Lins against the cage, take him down if he can, and then control him there. I, I don't know where Felipe Lins is better. Maybe he, he has more accurate striking, but I don't think he has more power than Ben Rothwell. He definitely has the youth, but Ben Rothwell's uh, legitimately a decent wrestler, legitimately good on the ground, a decent striker. He looks very sloppy, but he's got power and he makes it work. Um, I think Ben Rothwell by fight IQ and just sheer size wins this fight. I'm not putting him in my lineup because he does not score a lot of points, even in a win. Um, I might, I might bet this fight minus one Oh five. That's even money. I might bet this fight Um, and significant strike line. This is um, this is a very well-thought-out significant strike line because uh, I, I would actually swap it. I would think Felipe...
2: I almost like, said the exact same thing, was I would flip-flop those.
0: Yeah, because I think Felipe is probably really busy while Ben is just marching forward to push him against the cage. So I would go less on Ben, more on Felipe. But Dan, what are your thoughts here? How do you see this going? And what are you doing with the free money that... That uh, monkey knife I gave you with the WWP promo code you used on your first deposit. Yeah, you I'll know it's it entry too this fight. Just
2: before right before you go, Dan. Two I'll seconds the- ago.
0: Do you remember Jacob was like, Do I interrupt you people?
2: Oh, I know. Yeah, I you guys third. interrupt to make fun of me. I give you facts. This is this is uh stats right here. So the, the stats updated to 53 and a half for Brendan Rothwell, and Lynn's actually went down to 25 and a half.
0: Oh, then I'm mm.
2: I'm definitely going. Oh, see how you guys love the information? Very interesting.
1: I'm going under over um i mean less or more jacob um you know what's interesting i was looking at ben rothwell i'm like huh yeah he he never gets a lot of points i'm like wait a minute he has an average of almost 70 DraftKings points
0: that's a, a very surprising statistic David.
1: well i'll tell you why so i'm like <laughs> reading his recent fights i'm like 37 you know well, he got 74 against St. Prue. but anyways, you got to go start going back to like 2016. I mean, there's some fights in here where uh, you have to go back a ways to get the points. Let's put it that way. So his last couple, I mean, he got 74 against St. Prue and I don't know. I was very surprised by that. One hundred and forty. Well, Struve knocked out. Orlovsky 33, so I guess he just always goes to decisions and racks up a decent amount of points. And then if he does win in some other way, he gets some points. But I don't know. I'm I'm not touching this for DraftKings. I think Felipe Linz is going to win the fight. I think he's the younger, faster, just more athletic, uh, better fighter. But Ben Rothwell always finds a way to make things ugly and just close. So I'm not touching for DraftKings. I think Felipe Linz will win the fight. Um, he was on a tear when he was in the PFL prior to coming to the UFC and he's done well, but I still don't think he showed his true potential. Um, so he's very good. I think it's just a matter of time before he really starts turning it on and really showing what he's capable of. So hopefully it'll be this fight, but, um, and Rothwell is just a tough guy to fight and look good again. So I'm they not done. DraftKings. What's that? Big Don. Big Don is a tough guy to fight
0: uh, and look good against. I would never fight Big
1: Don, by the way. I
0: was going to say, imagine you're Jacob's friend. Big Don is like Jacob's buddy who supports the channel. He's a member. He donates. And he's like, hey, Jacob, do me a favor. I watched Dan on The Ultimate Fighter. I'm a fan. Can you guys just shout me out every now and then? And then this is how Jacob does it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable,
1: yeah. Not cool, he's the highest compliment. I'll tell you right now, you're the man. And honestly, if you want me to whoop Angelo for you for all the things <laughs> he said about you, Jacob, I wouldn't mess with because I mean, he's the
2: people well, you couldn't. Man. I mean, I, the, I, right, I the I rest they might they be on,
0: they
1: would turn against me so quickly. I'd have people show up at my house. I don't want that sort of drama. Angelo, on the other hand. Uh, I'll take care of him for you. Oh, Dan,
0: oh, honestly, there, you, you're better looking. You're in better shape. There's no doubt in my mind that I smoke you in a keep submission Keep going. There's a lot match. more you can cover. Literally literally, more doubt in my mind. No doubt. None.
1: That you would like, what?
0: I would beat you in a submission grappling match. 100% Angel, zero we're doubt. we're doing
1: it. We already said this. I understand. You, you and there's keep, no I mean, doubt.
0: It's going to no be. Doubt.
1: I, I, I actually have decided now that I'm not going to submit you quickly I'm oh, going thank to you so! Make,
0: I, I, what an honor! Thank you so I'm much.
1: I'm going to make. Here's you the thing. Well, I
0: was wrestling, literally and traveling, vomiting, grappling. I'm
1: I'm just going to transition. You're going to shoot a. He's yeah. going to
2: out wrestle you until your kids lose their father. Jesus, who said
1: that?
0: <laughs> I don't even know who he's talking to because we both had. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah.
1: Where
2: are you going this one,
0: Jacob?
1: <laughs> I mean, the reality
0: is, Dan, you were literally doing ice capades while I was out there on the mat. Ice, I
1: played ice hockey. Yeah. Yeah. That's ice capades.
0: The... Exactly.
1: Right. Okay. And I'm out you're there. Saying to... Hockey is not a tough sport. That's I mean, you're going to have a lot of this tough... isn't, you're this alienating. That's this your
0: favorite
2: thing to do from now on is just alienate just population Probably. of people. Arkansas. Arkansas right. They if can't you're wrestle. From Arkansas, if you're a hockey ice player, hockey, in Arkansas, they're
1: figure <laughs> skaters. I mean, this guy's just
0: is going against a lot
1: of tough people.
0: If this was a fist fight, it would be a different situation. It's not. It's a submission grappling match. We're not going to submit each Angela, other. Angela,
1: you have about one minute of like
0: yeah, no, your 260-pound what, what chance of
1: getting a takedown. And I don't think you get it. And if you do, I don't think you do much with it. And then after that, I just dominate. And I'll youth. tell you this
2: right right now, right in the comments, what the odds should be on who submits who. So I, I'm very interested on in how we, we talked about in the live stream. How yeah, much do you weigh right now? How much do you weigh? Uh, He's like Ben Rothwell. You were no, right with the Ben Rothwell. I, He's
1: right there. I didn't hear it. I heard crickets. How much do you weigh?
0: 265.
1: 265 tipping so the up. heavyweight limit okay he's been
0: 65 i am 6 three i'm a little soft i'm not gonna lie I'm he's 63 in his
1: life. license he's like 6 two in real life
0: no no i'm sick <laughs> He hunches when you now. write down he's six, what you are. 6
1: one he's got a hunch now
0: all right so straight up I'm about
1: 220 idea. i'll be honest but that's 220 of just Pure, athletic, (laughs) muscular aggression that's ready to – Get
0: the baby oil, Dan. Get the baby oil.
1: your (laughs) 265-pound out of shape ass.
0: Here's a genuine analysis. You legitimately have some of the best takedown defense in, like, all of MMA. Uh, Here
1: we go. The cage. There's no cage. Yeah, there's no cage. There's no
0: takedown defense. Like, there's nothing to put your lazy back against. Nothing. And your Nothing.
1: GSP with the with the timing. Here. Oh, the speed! <laughs> and the timing.
0: But if you think I'm shooting out in the race, open,
1: Angelo's George Saint Pierre. You've got that perfect timing. Like I but that's can. not
0: how I wrestle. I'm that's gonna, gonna
1: not pull gonna down on your head
0: like a puma.
1: Literally, you I, think- and the fact that you think I can't double leg you, I'm gonna I'm gonna deliberately double leg you. I
0: would love. I, 80% of my takedowns are defensive. Please shoot. Please try to shoot a double leg. I would love it. And the fact that you think you could collar tie and it's going to affect my neck. Are you out of your mind? 20 years of collar ties. Yours is going to be the problem. Yours? Come on. Remember, Angel is wrestling when did fifth grade. I'm just
2: figuring out. He wrestles where you got fifth these graders on the weekend.
0: 2010, Dan, He wrestles my last fifth on the weekends. Okay. 2000 2010 three. was the
1: last time you wrestled. Competitively, it's now twenty twenty one. I've
0: trained in so wrestling. Minus
1: eleven, right? You're what thirty six years old. What What
0: year was your last fight? Two thousand
2: fourteen.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, coach, <laughs> I still coach. Anyway, I,
2: we're we're way off time. He wrestles fifth graders on the weekends. He can handle it. Some of those coaches. kids are high
0: school kids, and I live in Texas. And some of them also play football, so they're huge. Jacob,
1: okay. I'm not even gonna train for this handle. So I hope I would love if you didn't.
0: I would love if you didn't. This you is got. The, you have to, Dan. You have to is, for for America. You got to do it for America. This is the Phil Hawes breakdown. I got about one minute of Phil Hawes energy, and <laughs> that's it. You don't have one minute of
1: Phil Hawes anything, bro. I hate <laughs> to tell you that. You got about twenty minutes of Phil Hawes uh, eating. Maybe I don't even know. You know I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you right really I am a sense, professional. But my point is planet. that you eat too much. So.
0: Dude, I am a professional. This video went so long and we're not even talking about these two anymore. <laughs> but I am like, I am. A Are we going to leave this in this specific I leave it brothel, in. Lens oh, lens breakdown?
2: If, if, <laughs> I would leave it in. And then I would also cut it out for a separate video. <laughs> no, I'm not. Cutting I'm it out. serious. Like the Dan Angelo video. This is what is well, about we'll, we'll
0: come back to it. When, when poor Dan, the problem Let, is if let's I beat set a Dan, date and a
2: time, bud,
0: here's the conundrum. If I beat Dan, what does that do with the credibility for the channel? Honestly, that's the problem. So, We'll see what happens.
1: Not going to happen, Angela.
0: Back to this fight. I am a professional star. I will grab those wrists. You will never get them back and not be able to do anything. I know how to kill time. I promise you. Anyway. Back to this Strategy, fight.
1: Kill time. We're doing no time limit submission grappling match. No, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. no. I didn't agree to that. There's a time limit. 100. Time limit.
1: What do you mean you're going to try to win off of stall points? Yeah,
0: 100. I'm getting. Oh my god! I, I'm not even interested anymore. Points.
1: What a sad. What a. uh oh, that's embarrassing. Oh, oh. He just literally said, "I'm gonna win off of stall." What
0: is this? That's
1: that's,
2: that's like a loophole. That's like if I was in this. That's like a loophole. I would try to pull at the last minute. Like, oh no! Every
0: sport in the every sport since 1992, MMA has time limits and scoring. Oh oh, my bad. Get out of here. Anyway, Uh, back to this fight.
1: How about you just? We'll do no time limit. Submission no. grappling match. No,
0: nobody's going We do then a 15 I minute round. How about that? I will lose from exhaustion. <laughs> that's not fair. That's, that's not the. I advice. will lose. My heart will stop. <laughs> and I'm not I will lose. lose from exhaustion. There's not, I'm not going to let that happen. This guy. There's, I can mean, get into six <laughs> minutes. Man, a There's not enough. There's, you know, not enough. There's not enough.
1: I'm still going to do it just to prove you wrong. But we're not doing some stupid like two minute rounds where you're like. That's exactly you know, what I
0: thought we were eating doing. That's exactly what
1: I
2: thought we were up. doing. Not enough sugar in the world to keep him going. Dude, long no enough. joke.
0: I <sighs> I will call my friends at Naga. We will get on a reality fighting card, and we will be the grappling opener for the reality fighting card. That's oh, what we'll do. Oh my god! And there's a there's a, a, a an unbiased referee. At Naga. Unbiased? No, but we're gonna do it on a reality fighting card in the ring. So you'll have your stupid kind of thing to put your back on. We will Ansel, have a No referee. one's to answer
1: your calls, dude. I hate, to, t- <laughs> I hate no. to tell you.
0: All the fighters I put in that cage, they'll make it happen. Anyway, back to this, okay? Back to what we get paid to do, Daniel. I'm the only one going Ben Rothwell. He's a beast of a man. I think the size Fight IQ experience is just a slow, boring win for Ben Rothwell. But I could be wrong. In my opinion, back to this, if, if St. Prue didn't beat him and he could have. St. Bruce could have beat him if he turned it on. I just don't see Felipe Lin's doing it. I think Ben's just too ugly as you put it, Dan, in his fight style. He just makes it ugly, holds him against the cage. I'm the only one that feels that way, so we'll see what happens. Next up at UFC Vegas 26, we have the last minute replacement and the co-main event. We have Donald Cerrone versus Alex Morono and Alex Morono is taking this fight on like four days notice or something absurd like that. So this is tricky. Because, and I, I say tricky a lot, and I didn't realize it until, Danny pointed it out, but Donald Cerrone is supposed to fight Diego Sanchez. Alex Morono is a much better fighter than Diego Sanchez. But this is on very short notice. Donald Cerrone has a full fight camp. And last time Alex Morono took a fight on this short of notice, he lost to Anthony Pettis. So my pick is Donald Cerrone, and I am factoring in the short notice. And I know in the past we've talked about well, in the COVID era, short notice fights aren't what they used to be because people are ready. They know for a fact you might get a call any minute of any day. With that being said, this is extremely short notice. Uh, as far as I could tell, Alex Morono didn't have a fight scheduled, so it's not as if they just moved him up a little earlier. Um, you know, he, he, I imagine he wasn't in any sort of real training camp other than some people just sort of live at the gym. With that being said, he is a very good fighter. He's a pretty well-rounded guy. But Donald Cerrone is still Donald Cerrone. It's easy to look at Donald's record and say, "Okay, he hasn't lost, he hasn't won a fight in two years." It's also easy to be like, "Oh, it's Donald Cerrone; he could beat anybody." And neither one of those two things are true, right? He can't beat anybody. He is older; his chin is worn out. He's definitely lost a beat there. But yes, he hasn't won a fight in two years. But look at who he's fought. He's fought some of the best to do it. And first of all, I thought he beat Pettis, but. He's fought some of the best to do it. The draw, you know, I thought he beat Pettis, and then he had the draw against um, Nico Nico Price. So it's just, you know, the record's a little deceiving. With that being said, I think Donald Sorok- Donald Cerrone's striking is better. I don't think Alex is going to pose a real takedown threat. Uh, I think he's going to come out guns blazing because he knows his cardio might be an issue. And I think Donald will weather that storm then slowly pick up the pace and start to pick apart Alex Morono and get it done. And I am taking Donald Cerrone, even though he's $8,400, which is a lot. I do have him in my lineup because I think he will get it done. Uh, And I think the short notice fight is on my side. Jacob, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I think that we're going to see the Donald Cerrone of old. Uh, Leading up to this, he he was supposed to fight Diego Sanchez. And maybe, Angela, you can speak more on their whole falling out with the Jackson Wink and stuff. There was some some really bad blood between uh, Cerrone and Diego. And if you watch one of these promo videos, and I know the promo videos are supposed to hype up the fighter like this. He's training hard or whatever. If you watch the way Donald was training for this fight to fight Diego Sanchez, he looked like a – animal training like this really he was really excited and said I just want to I want to get him to a point where he's about to give up and then I stop and then I start beating on him more. He just wanted to beat the living crap out of Diego Sanchez. And I think the fight dropping is gonna piss him off even more as far as I want to get in here and really show what I would have done to Diego Sanchez because there's that hole falling out. I don't know the whole story, but they have bad blood or bad blood. So I like Donald to come out, look like the Donald we know Donald can be and, and dominate this fight. He's not in my lineup, but like I said, if weird things happen, there's a drop, $8,400. I think that's great value uh, for him in this fight, and I think he wins the fight. And on this, you know, more or less, I, I think it's a striking battle the whole way. Um, I think Donald can definitely outstrike him two to one, so I think this would be a more and more situation for me.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with the more and more line here um, because I think it stays striking the whole time. Cowboy, though, is not um, particularly a busy striker. He's a, he's a slow starter to begin with but I do think he'll pick up the pace as this goes. Um, And I agree where I think Cowboy has a little more pep in his step. I don't know if it's because he was fighting Diego or because he is on this winless streak. And I think he realizes like, Oh boy, if I want to continue to fight and make some real money doing this, I have to win a fight. Like he has to, if he loses this, they must cut him. Right. Like, I hope they don't, but like, then is what was that six fights in a row or something crazy? Yeah, like, it
2: probably depends on how he loses, right? If he gets starched, yeah. you know, then he's probably done. But if it's another one of those typical Donald, you know, tough, what's the decision, split decision, you know. I mean, he's such a fan favorite, but eventually you do have to win yeah. You know, and the fans will forget. And, it. and
0: I think he's at that point. I think he realizes like, I have to win. Like I have to win the fight.
2: And do you know the story be, behind the camps and stuff? I, don't, I didn't know if he did or not as far as why well, they, they, they were. They were teammates blood.
0: and training partners at Jackson Wink. I don't remember why Diego left. I do remember him leaving. Um And when he left, He's tried to start up his own thing and I think he tried to take some people with him, but that was like 15 years ago. That was a very long time ago. So I'm surprised that there's still sort of ill will. Oh, he
2: if you if you watch the stuff leading up, he was he's still like I hate Diego Sanchez and want to hurt him. Yeah, I
0: I don't know what that's from. I know obviously Diego was pulled off the card because Diego's life coach slash manager is like has a couple screws loose and and uh pissed off up a the wrong against the UFC. Yeah, it, it pissed off the wrong people, and it just went wrong. There's a uh, they released a whole audio clip of a, a Diego released it of yeah. a of a voice uh, of a, a conversation, a recording of a voice conversation between Diego's life coach and the UFC's lawyers and Sean Shelby, who's the the matchmaker. And it was one of the, the fact that Diego released it thinking like, Oh, this vindicates me. See, we're not crazy. And if you listen to it, it's like, no, you guys are crazy. Like that was a crazy conversation. So that all, yeah, it was
1: weird. He, he didn't yeah. like, he released it like, Oh, look, we got him." And it's like, yeah. no, you called <laughs> up basically threatening yeah. them and they're like, Hey, listen, if you're not ready to fight and you have issues, we'll just pull you. And then he's like, and that's what oh, it no, was. He doesn't have issues, but down the road, we need the records. But he might have, it was it was so strange and just clearly like they're plotting something. I'm sure the UFC legal team was like, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, they're
0: definitely plotting something. And, and just to summarize it real quick, if you don't want to listen to it, basically Diego's life coach called uh, like the UFC medical department or the doctors, whatever, and said, I want every single one of Diego's medical records. And then started saying, because he may have injuries and I want them I want them documented. And then the legal team on the recorded call was like, hey, we heard you're asking for these medical records. Like, why? What is going on? Um, and then it turned to this whole thing where, oh, I- I'm not saying Diego's hurt, but he is hurt. And I'm not saying we're going to sue, but he's been hurt for a while. So the UFC was like, yeah, okay, goodbye. We're not dealing with this. The fact that you just told me Diego Sanchez may have brain issues and may have wrist issues and knee issues, how could we possibly in good conscience let him go out there and fight? He's not fighting. We're pulling him. So that's why he's off the card. That's a disaster. But back to this fight, Dan, do you think the short notice is a factor here? We've talked about it in the past, but Alex Morono took a short notice fight during COVID and lost.
1: Yeah, I think short notice is always a factor. You just never know what they're doing though, right? Like there's very different types of short notice. Um, I would always think that if you're willing to take it on four days notice, you're, you're in somewhat of shape or you're just like, I don't know, you want a payday and you know, the UFC is going to be happy with you, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Cerrone here, 8,400 bucks. He's older, but he's 38 years old. I mean, there's guys that are, that are still doing it. And like you said, his, his last four losses are the absolute killers. McGregor, Gaethje, Tony Ferguson, like it's like murderers row are his losses. So, um, Yeah, I I like him in this fight on short notice, uh, or I like him in this fight going against Morono on short notice. Um, I am a little nervous about it though, just because again, he's 38 and and Morono's not a slouch, Um, but four days notice for his opponent and him training the way he is. Jacob, that was actually good insight because I didn't watch uh, the hype videos or anything like that. So to know he's really motivated for the fight against Diego, he's gotta be in good shape. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take a on this for the 8,400. Um, I'm surprised he's only 84. I mean, I mean, I'm surprised he's, because
0: he's old and he's winless in two years, but yeah.
1: Was this line set before Diego dropped or no, no
0: they didn't set this until yeah. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Point. I was like
1: him versus Diego. He should have been a 9,000. Yeah. You know, and that's 9, a very good plus point. That's probably
0: right. That's a very good point. Yeah. This was all set after that drop. Are you sure sure
2: it wasn't 9,000 and then they changed it?
0: Okay. so um, Angelo,
2: yeah, can you please explain? I I don't even need to
0: go into the spiel. They know it. What I will say, one more thing, what I'll say, is if you take a young, healthy Donald Cerrone and you put him up against a full camp, young, healthy Alex Morono, I think Donald Cerrone wins. I think he's better everywhere, and he wins. So Donald's a little older. He's a little worn out. But Morono's taking a short notice. I think that equalizes it. I think that puts him back to sort of, you know, it, it he's doing hand some,
2: signals again. He's going to start counting again.
0: Give some you I'm Italian. That's what happens. Yeah, he's, he's gives up here. Some, so then
2: he goes up to here and then, uh, it gives so some
0: think- youth to Donald. It takes away some of that youth from Alex. So I think that sort of equalizes things here and, and all else being equal, Donald Cerrone wins. So I am going with Donald Cerrone. I think the style is a solid matchup. Obviously he's older. His chin could be an issue, but you know, uh, we just have to trust that it's still there. So this will be a fun one. I'm glad they made it work. Significant strike line. We talked about it a few times. I'm going to go less Cerrone, more Morono. Cerrone is a slow starter, and I bet he doesn't throw a lot in the first round. So I'm going less Cerrone because it's slow start, and then more Morono because this will probably be a three-round fight. Next up at UFC Vegas 26, we have the new main event of the evening. We have Marina Rodriguez versus Michelle Karate Hadi Watterson. And this is a fun one. This really should be a fun fight. Two primary strikers for the most part. Um, very different styles, very different striking sort of abilities, but they are two primary strikers. Marina knocked out your girl, Jacob. Just absolutely knocked out Amanda Hebas. Michelle Waterson has beat some of the best to do it. I, I think this is a much, much, much closer fight than the odds say and then DraftKings say. Um Dan, what are your thoughts here? Do you agree that this is closer than the odds in the DraftKings prices?
1: Yeah, I think this is going to be, I mean, this is one of those main events where like I've gotten away from taking both lately, but this might be one where you take both, especially in in a single entry cash game lineup. Um, I I think this is going to be a full on striking match. Probably a ton of points from both. I will say though, Marina Rodriguez has, uh, more finishing power. So she is somewhat live for a finish. Um, I think she's the pick I'm going to take her. Um, you know, I I just think like, if you look at who Rodriguez beat, right? Like she beat Hebas. that was a huge upset, but she also beat Tisha Torres. Like that's a legitimate win against a very, very good striker in the division and where she struggled was against grapplers, you know, people were trying to call Calvillio and Carla Sparza, Like they gave her trouble. I don't see Watterson being that type of matchup unless she switches something up and, and comes up with a new game plan. Like, I think they're both going to go out there and bang. Um, and I think it's going to be a ton of DraftKings points. I just think my Marina Rodriguez hits a little harder, is a little bit better. I think she's going to win the fight. Um, but from a DraftKings standpoint, man, 7,000 bucks is it's pretty cheap for a five-round fight on somebody else. So I don't know. I'm considering doubling it up. Um, ever ever since I had a few six-zero lineups, I've I've kind of strayed away from that. But I think that might be the right thing to do in a cash game lineup, at least.
0: Yeah, it, it's definitely um, it's definitely interesting how cheap Waterson is. But uh, you know, I, I see it a little different. So it definitely striker versus striker. I completely agree that Marina Rodriguez has the finishing ability, right? She has more power in her hands. Like she can definitely finish this fight. But I think Michelle Waterson is the more well-rounded fighter. And you mentioned Marina struggles with strikers. I think Michelle Waterson can make the wrestlers. Yeah, wrestlers. I'm sorry. I think Michelle Waterson can make the adjustment and can wrestle. She has wrestled in the past. She's won fights doing that. And I think she has more experience. I think she has the higher fight IQ and she has more ways to win. I see her winning by either keeping the distance, that weird karate style striking that we just talked about with wonder boy. It's a similar type style. She can make it weird and and stay distance and jump in and and jump out and win a decision with, with point striking, or she will grapple. And we've seen her grapple in the past. So I do have Michelle Waterson winning this fight. I think the experience, the fight IQ and the ability to wrestle if she needs it is how she will win. And I have her in my DraftKings lineup because, as you said, $7,000, you just can't go wrong. I mean, she's not going to get knocked out in very quickly. She's, she's Even in the fight she loses, she's incredibly tough. She's incredibly durable. She continues to move forward, continues to fight, and she'll put some points up. So uh, the strike line is – man, that's a solid strike line. Um, I, I'm going to go more on Watterson for sure. I don't know what I'm going to do with Marina Rodriguez yet. But, Jacob, what are your thoughts here? Who do you think wins, and what do you think of that strike line?
2: Yeah, I think me and you at the we had talked Monday about this fight, leading up to this card before we really started digging into it, and I, I think that Marina's going to run through Michelle, but at the same time, you mentioned how how tough Michelle is. She hasn't been finished um, by a TKO since two thousand and nine, um, and she's fought pretty much everyone in that division that can finish people with Rose and Tisha and Joanna, uh, Carla Sparger's. So she's she's fought all those people and and, and fought them tough. Um, so I, I think that Marina is gonna run through. I think that she's gonna win the fight. But at seven thousand dollars, like we've talked about earlier, I don't like a lot of underdogs on this card. I was it was a, a struggle to find a lock of the week, even though you know Neil Magny is definitely gonna dominate the fight. Um, so you know, and, and this is one of those you mentioned it, right? Rodriguez beat Hibas. I gotta find some revenge for Amanda, I gotta do something for Amanda to get revenge for her. So I'm putting Michelle Waterson in my lineup to get revenge on that Amanda Ribas loss. Um, but I think Marina uh, wins the fight. But I just think Michelle is tough enough that – and like you mentioned, her, her grappling ability is is pretty pretty good. Um, so if she finds a, a herself on top in a scramble, she can submit people. So um, I like Michelle to to be able to withstand, to go the, the whole five rounds even if she loses. I think this is one of those rare times. Usually I'm very confident. I think every single one of my odd dogs is going to win the fight. This is the first time where I'm picking somebody I think is going to lose, but scoring enough points to be worth the value. So I think at $7,000, she's worth the value. I don't think she wins the fight. Um, So that means she's probably going to win the fight at this point.
0: All right, so you, you literally talked out on both sides of your mouth there, but you're saying Marina Rodriguez starches No, I said, Michelle I mean, you guys Watterson. do you guys
2: you we, every single week you guys have a fight where you're like, I think this guy's gonna win, but, I'm but gonna you pick use the, the
0: word the like value. starch. I think she starches Michelle Waters. No, I think
2: she runs, I think she runs through. I, I said earlier in the week, before <laughs> we talked and before we dug into it, we, me and you had a conversation where I said she runs through, it and you were like, I don't know, you might want to look into it a little bit more. So I looked into it and I was like, Yeah, Michelle never really gets finished by TKOs, KOs. That's where I change. That's why we do all this in-depth research. And I changed it to where for the first time in my life, I'm putting somebody in my lineup who I don't think is gonna win the fight, but score enough points uh for the seven thousand dollar value. Well, can you explain that, that I, to me again one more time? I
0: appreciate it. So basically, that. what I think is gonna happen <laughs> no, is done. Marina. Is going to, I think People she's gonna run through like Michelle, like I but
2: that. I think Michelle is Stop. tough enough to she's not gonna get taken. I
1: got sales. you. I got you the first time, Jacob. Angelo just over here abusing his moderator privileges I'm not
0: I didn't mute him people were like legitimately upset that I did that but anyway I appreciate Jacob that you you take my feedback to heart you you might want to consider subscribing I do this every single week we provide some valuable insight and become a member and support the channel and members
2: I am a member There's only one person up here that's not a member That is true Dan and I members, I sent
1: you a hundred bucks on a whatever super chat last night. Not week. what a
2: member is. Explain what a member is. Well, Angelo. take
1: five of it and make no, me a member. No, that's not I how it works, Dan. I Please didn't want to it, admit so. that I didn't know where to click so to be a member, member, so I just sent you, well, you the super you. chat because it was easier. You <laughs>
0: you Angela will explain a member it right now. The channel, yeah, explain the us how to do it, Angela. Uh, I, I'm in the middle of it. If you want to be a member of the channel, click the join button. No, but actually
1: explain it.
0: Click the join button below and you if can you, become a member. And also
2: tell them about the... Uh, if don't they be a member. A member we don't need more members. No, tell them about the league. don't want
0: members. Tell them about the I league. Don't do tell them not about the support league. the channel. Tell I them about want, the league. I'm serious. I, I I'm don't so want them Tell them about the members. league with the thing, with the 15 and the 30. We are running out of money. I can't continue to give members money. Don't do it. The 15, league...
1: Right, we have man, a, man, Now he's got to edit this out. Gonna, a no, free, he's not going to edit. He knows better. We have a free
0: DraftKings League. Check the description below. Join the DraftKings League. It costs you nothing. Compete in the contest every single week. It costs you nothing. Take our advice. Look at our lineups. Make your own decisions. Build a lineup. If you are a subscriber to the channel and you win the league, you win the contest that week, we will give you $15. Cash money, Venmo, PayPal, however you take your money. If you are a member and you win, you will get $30. Cash money, however you take your money.
1: If they want Bitcoin, will you do that? $15
0: worth or $30 worth, if you're a member. Absolutely.
2: What about Doge? What about Doge?
0: Anyway, if you want to play the Monkey Knife Fight daily fantasy prop games, check out playmkf.com slash picks. It is very easy and it is a ton of fun. You essentially say, do you think fighter A will land more or less significant strikes than the line that they set? And do you think fighter B will do the same? You pick your more, you pick your less. And you can triple your money. If you use promo code WWP on your first deposit, they will instantly match up to $100. Angela, hold on.
2: Are you down with WWP? Oh, my God.
0: Anyway, that is yeah, our full breakdown me. of UFC Vegas 26. Check out our full DraftKings breakdown with our lineups comment down below who you think wins. If you are a member, you can now use emojis. We have custom emojis for members. If you're commenting from a computer, check out those emojis and comment down below. We will see you on Saturday.